So we're live on the radio. We just like the song. That's what's happening. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I like I like the song too. You should turn my mic up though, because I can hardly hear myself. That's because the music. That's because we have the music really loud because we like it. Oh, I like music. Let's just rock out. Yeah, word up. Stop. Okay. Check and hit us up on Beach Eye Radio at Beach Eye. He said, "Hell yeah, I want a cupcake." <laughs> We're eating cupcakes and cheese balls. Cupcakes for everyone. And the last of the whiskey. Shout out to Albany Distilling Co. Yeah, our sponsor. Cranberry cough, cough. sponsor. We need more whiskey. <coughs> <coughs> it's dry over here. It's like a whiskey desert. <laughs> whiskey desert sounds awesome. True just gave me a coaster. Okay, okay, oh, okay, okay, okay. True, why'd you give me a coaster for my cupcake? It's already in a little plastic tin. Oh, okay. Check this out. I got this this delicious cookie from Panera Bread. This is ridiculous. It's chocolate with chocolate and more chocolate. Here. And some peanuts and chocolate. That's my chocolate. Delicious. 99 cents. So you guys want to pretty much? <laughs> Let's do it. Be shy. You know? We running this rap. Memphis Bleak, we running this rap. B Mac, we running this rap. Freeway, we run this rap. Old Sparks, we running this rap. Chris and Neek, we running this rap. Takeover, the break's over. God MC, me, Jehovah. Hey, little soldier, you ain't ready for war. ROC too strong for y'all. It's like bringing a knife to a gunfight. Pin to a test. Chest in the line of fire with your thin best. You bringing them boys to men. Them boys pull in. This is grown man B.I. Get you rolled in the triage. Your reach ain't long enough, Dunny. Your peeps ain't strong enough. Rockefeller is the army, better get the Navy. Kidnap your baby, spit at your lady. We bring knife to fist fight, kill your drama. We kill you motherfucking ants with a sledgehammer. Don't let me do it to your dunny, cause I overdo it. So you won't confuse it with just rap music. ROC, we running this rap. M-E-Z, we running this rap. The Broad Street Bully, we running this rap. Get zipped up in plastic when it happens, that's it. Freak, wait, we running this rap. Owen Sparks, we running this rap. Chris and Nick, we running this rap. Check, 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 Mike, check. Yeah. Welcome to Beach Shot Radio at Beach Shot Radio on Twitter. My name is Masai. I'm JB, aka whatever you want to call it. Who we cares? back. It's been a, it's been a week. We had a week off. We are back, bitches. Tiny Mosby. Can I call you AKA Tiny? <laughs> yeah, Mosby? that works. Hey. That works. Okay. <laughs> that works. We got us tonight. Uh, DJ Nate the Great. Hello. How are you? Cool. Hello. Master, save the world. Oh, hi, true. Master, and we have a special guest with us tonight. Please introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Shice Cronkite. Shice. Why Cronkite? Explain, please. Uh, we hit a transitional phase in our life where we wanted to start classing it up a bit. So uh, <laughs> I felt like is. that made it a little. So more you actually, it was like a Diddy thing. Like you, you actually changed the full name to Shice Cronkite. Well, not 
Not officially. It's not like oh, <laughs> when you like compare it to Diddy. Or anything like that. <laughs> so S Diddy, that's the new. Wow, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with it. Uh, we need a shyst uh, sound effect because that is the second most oh, thing to yell. Shyst. Shyst. I don't know why that's so fun to yell. That's a yeah. That's, that's a how, thing. That was the inspiration for the beat. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, what interesting story? The hoodie that you have on right now. It's your, your shyst hoodie. Yes. Always. I have one, and uh, this was actually the, the, one of the first topics we were going to discuss tonight. I wore that hoodie to uh, to Price Shopper recently, maybe like you know, it was a few months ago, and somebody saw me in it, and they were just like shyst, <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, this is dope. This is dope. Price no, 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 this, no. This is yeah, yeah. This, this, it's a sad story. The one on so Delaware. You, the one on Delaware. He was, no, no. Yeah, he was in Rhode Island at a Seven <laughs> Eleven. Makes sense. That's what they yell, you know. People right. yell at the shows. You get drunk. It's like the most fun thing to yell. Right. So, so someone just, just yells at me. I'm holding like a block of cheese, and they're just like, well, I'm saying I'm picturing somebody at the deli with like a half pound of ham. And yeah, like, <laughs> totally like stopping. Like people are looking at me and him. They think we're gonna fight or something. It's yeah, weird, funny. you know. So, uh, but no. So, so I'm like, oh, this is a funny anecdote. I like anecdotes. I post it on Facebook. I go to tag you, and I see boom, shy son friend of me on Facebook. So, so it went from being like, yeah, I'm, I'm rocking my boy's hoodie, and then. He Got caught Yo, do you know what's funny about that? Somebody asked me today. They was like, Shice really unfriended my guy. I was like, I don't know. Let me go check. Well, here's the thing. I, well, get, I get unfriended all the time on Facebook. People unfriend well, me all the time. But, I, but the usual way I find out is I'm checking in at, a, at an event. Right, and I go to can. check in somebody. And I'm like, you know, oh, I'm going to check in Ted. And it's like, oh, Ted's not in my friend list no more. Oh, oh Ted. Ted Bly. So it was the first time I ever got that feeling in a price shop. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Oh, I, I can't even I, shout I, him out because he blocked me. This is I, bullshit. I'm taking this hoodie off right now. Not for nothing. It happened to me too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still in the unfriend zone. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. I was like, I was like, yo, Shice is coming to Beggar's Canyon, but we're not friends on Facebook. Facebook. He told me that shit the other week. I cracked up. So here we are. All right. Well, first of all, my social media game is sloppy. (laughs) Yeah, we we see that. Second of all, um, I I meant to unfollow you. I don't want to unfriend you. I still want to friends. <laughs> Both of us now. I didn't. Oh, it's good. I feel a little bit. True. I don't know. I thought we were friends. Oh, what? So you, mine was intentional. His was accident. <laughs> Yo, Masai. Yeah. I don't follow you. You don't. Fo- oh yeah. I don't follow you. I don't. Follow oh you. shit. I don't follow you. I encourage people to. Unfollow I. You. But I am your friend. Oh, that's what I meant. I mean, I mean like that. Yeah. You know what I mean. But you can be a little much sometimes. So. <laughs> I got to the point where I was like, I was having a great day, and Masai just pissed off. <laughs> That's my job, you know. And, yeah, well, I get it, and I respect your. That's right. I respect sometimes the whole one day. of your songs will come on my MP3 player, and the same shit happens. When I yeah, when I want to get by the way, Steven said he's on his way. He'll be here in a few minutes. Oh, oh shit! If I want to be informed, I have Tell to go to Masai's page. That, but I go to it. Go to it. Yeah, I do that to some people, especially people that post. A lot of things, but I still once in a while I want to check it out. But I totally get that. In fact, sometimes I post statuses saying if my page is stressing you out, you know, unfollow me. Like you don't have to. If you don't like right. it, you don't have to be subject to it. It's not that I don't agree with anything you say. Or whatever, I completely respect what you're doing. You know, everybody. I think everybody's stuff is valid. Yep. You know what I mean? That's I truly believe that. But you know, sometimes you uh, you are a very good writer, and you're very uh, passionate. You know what I mean? But you're a little bitter, too. So sometimes you come off really angry. You know what I mean? You know? And uh, I'm not saying you're a negative person, but, like, if I'm scrolling through it, I just... 
pop on this thing that seems negative, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's no nothing against That's you. That's called self care. I appreciate that. Like Just something I would rather, you know, like if I turn the TV on, I'd rather not Absolutely. see that right now. I'll go to the next channel. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I told. It's not I personal at all. No, I, I don't take. In fact, I have I've been doing social media for so long, and in, in, in this manner that I've grown really thick skin, so I don't take anything that happens online personally. Right. Um, in fact, somebody uh, who's who everyone in this room knows messaged me today and said uh, that they they said they shared similar sentiment and they said that they were terrified to engage with me on social media about things related to uh, uh, social justice and racism and stuff and they used they actually used the word terrified and you know like that's not what I want to do but then they explain yeah basically but after we spoke about it they, they, they conveyed that they just felt uncomfortable about it and they, they felt like my uh, approach was like I, w- I didn't have the best way to uh, I didn't post things that uh, allowed people to engage and I do that on purpose I really don't want a bunch of people like necessarily engaging with me I want people to like read and process and then do with it what you will like I don't right. really always want the debates that's why I have the little censorship drag and I'll delete comments like here's the here's the information do with it what you will I cannot wait till Facebook implements a way that I can post something and disable comments like I want that so bad I've sent them requests for that feature because I don't want I don't always want that right. uh, I, isn't I, that called like uh, Twitter or uh, no because Twitter's worse <laughs> oh, oh my god really? people are oh worse. yeah because you can always go back at what's yeah. that what's that one where you can post little blog entries like um, Tumblr Tumblr isn't that Tumblr Maybe. yeah but no one's Maybe. using it oh, yeah I don't yeah. know I don't really yeah, I don't know I, I basically I'm just like yeah. we're old so we're Tumblr is like porn now yeah but um, oh, I do get, I use MySpace I love the fact that people can uh, share their opinion mm-hmm. you know what I mean but I do feel like uh, there's a lot of people that go on there and they just want to debate and it's sort of a for lack of a better term it's sort of a um, a violent way to go about going about doing things, you know what I mean? Don't constantly go looking for an argument. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you're um, mad, go up and punch somebody in the face. <laughs> That's what right. Shice used to do. <laughs> no, I watched the keyword used to do. I was punch you in your face. I was at a show where Shice tried to fight the whole Wu Tang clan. That's true. We were at Bogey's, yeah. and who was it? was like a Wu, all, Wu affiliate or some shit. Papa yeah. Wu left in a walker. Let's go. stand a chance. It was like Method Man's brother or some shit. It's <laughs> like white, what? Who's some white dude? <laughs> no, he was. But he was a Wu affiliate. Remember? Not that it matters, but I'm saying he was because uh, I didn't know he was even down with them. And he was like, I bring all Wu Tang in here. I was like, I'm with water. <laughs> That'd have been the dopest shit ever if he brought Great. all. Jamie Wu-Tang. looking at me. You know how I get you. Yo, you know, <laughs> Jamie's I know. shaking I'm his like, head I'm at like, me right yeah, now. Like, I'm like, here we go. As hell. <laughs> I get it in a little bit. But I used to. Used to, yeah. <laughs> you said earlier you, you that you definitely calmed down over the years. I'm that trying. with the age, I guess, as we yeah. get older, yeah. Um, you know, I, over well, the past couple of years, I had some really cool and latent experiences that kind of opened my eyes up to a lot of stuff. Who we, take like, the shit out of you? Yeah. They all they jumped me. Yeah. That came night, on the way to my car, they all jumped me. <laughs> They didn't he even told tell you, me. He told you they no. All the little with. babies <laughs> ran me down and shit. Put my ass. <laughs> Never. You said you hadn't uh, actually been to a show in a while, and have you, uh, there was a point in your career where you were putting out an album every two months. Like yeah. I remember it yeah, specifically. Word. And then uh, yeah, I hate a shice that you year. said. <laughs> I waited until he put out everything he could fucking put out, off. and then no, I didn't buy it. Cause, <laughs> cause me, it. No, nah, nah. Me and shice, we exchange yeah, shit back yeah, and forth. Yeah, so um, I waited until he. Put out every fucking thing. I was like, finally, ah, I'm putting out something, and I hurried up before he could put out another fucking thing. <laughs> so you traded him one of your albums, and he gave he gave you he six gave me back. six. Yeah, and he's like he's like, like my- <laughs> and fall edition. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll be next week with spring. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so, what caused you to step back from shows? At least, and when you say you haven't been to shows, have you you have you been to other shows, or have you stepped back from your own shows? No, I've actually just kind of um, introverted a little bit. Okay, I'm just you know staying inside. I work, stay in a studio. I'm still making a ton of stuff, but uh, the past couple, uh, the past year or so. Uh, because of personal like health reasons and stuff, I haven't been doing it that much. Okay. But I'm getting back in it though. Um, and I did all those. I was just constantly dropping music all the time. So yeah. <clears throat> I still got like two or three albums that are about to drop right now. Wow! And I haven't just, actually really that's recorded. That's your baseline. Uh-huh, you always JB. have to, including, uh-huh. uh, including That's why I'm uh, chilling. That's uh-huh. why I'm in chill mode. That's why I put my shit out. Yeah, yeah, one with me last and year. Yeah, including including the mixtape with with me. Wow. Me and Shice yeah. putting putting something which little, I'm something really excited about. Word. Yeah. It's got some crazy stuff already on it. It's definitely different. He's giving me a chance to do different stuff. Well, so for cool. lis- for listeners who may not know, you're um like you're considered one of the like OGs, I guess, of local uh, mu- at least Albany music. You you also have a lot of stuff around the country and stuff. But in Albany, it was like you, JB, Sev, Static, and there's uh, the P now. Like the, your name is always in that uh, reference of people, Desmatic, uh, people who've been doing this for a long time. And you're, in my opinion, I think you're one of the most consistent MCs uh, out there. And and uh, I like I've listened to a lot of your catalog and a lot of those other people, but I feel like you're pretty much like consistently always putting out uh, a quality product and uh and i will say it's not necessarily my favorite type of hip-hop but when i but when i listen to it you can't deny that type of like talent you know like to be able to put out that many albums at a consistent quality is is really difficult so i definitely commend you for that i appreciate and uh and i and i appreciate that you're you're like tupac in the, in the sense that when you die you'll have three albums in the can ready <laughs> ready to go ready and we'll be like yo you know what we did a whole album let's put this out and then let's put this out so that's what's up no i Thank you. I appreciate that, though. Um, have you uh, you recently put out a video? Yes. As a single, is this going to be on a project? First question. No, it's not going to be a project. Okay. So you put out a video called. Uh, well, well, you tell us um, a little about uh, it. America, 2016. Mm-hmm. Were you just? Insp- it's it's really timely, uh, obviously based yes. you by the name. But you're speaking about like the social and political climate, and was this was this just something you were like, I need to put this out and try to influence people, or I want to capture this moment? And I really don't need to tie it to an album. Like, what was your thought process? I'm just—I've never really seen you put out something individually without 20 other songs attached to it. Right, so, right. W- w- why this? Um, <clears throat> uh, background on me is that, um, for the most part. Anti-government Not to get all crazy or anything But I definitely do not agree And have not agreed for years and years With a lot of the structure Of the way our country works mm-hmm. uh, You're on the right show Right On all, <laughs> yeah. and basically every level You know what I mean um, I wouldn't consider myself a political person at all uh, I actually just registered to vote this year Oh wow Oh word? Yes We, we gotta get the clap sound effect ready Oh uh, wait the, For the next dope thing You I'll, missed this one I'll No say, no wait I'll say it again I need to test it I need to test I don't oh. even know where it is um, Damn. But yeah, but the reason being is even as when I was younger, uh, I, I always felt there was something funny about it. I just didn't like it. Um, so as opposed to take part in the game, I'd rather just sit out in general. This is the first year, uh, especially with Bernie, that uh, I feel like there's something worth voting in. Something that actually uh, reflects me, uh, people of my class, people of my area, all the whole the whole thing. You know, basically, the struggling working class is basically kind of how I bunch it in. But um, but Shice, the struggling working class is voting for Trump. <laughs> Some of them are <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> 
yeah, that, that bugs me out. All that. <laughs> yeah, Nate, don't even, we don't even want to go there. Yeah, it's insanity. But um, I think people are getting used to reality TV, so I think that has a big part to do with it. Oh man, it's, uh, they just they can't separate one thing from the other anymore. <laughs> Anyhow, um, I'm not very political, but. Uh, I don't like the way things are in our country. I think uh, our government's very shady, and I think a lot of people don't notice it because they're very uh, hypnotized or distracted by uh, basically their own woes and stuff, their own debt and whatnot. Um, the second this election started, I thought it was a circus. You know what I mean? Um, as far as most of the people concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Bernie came in, and I think Bernie's awesome. Um, I know people have mixed opinions about him, but I think he's actually looking out for people of my, you know, at my box, my realm. Rappers. Um, yes, rappers. Okay. <laughs> so you're feeling, the burn. you're feeling the burn. I'm feeling the burn, yeah. Um, you know, when we was growing up, Shice, when, when, when we told each other we felt the burn. Hashtag magic. Hashtag magic. <laughs> we had to go get some penicillin. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm just saying. Thank you for that, David. <laughs> it, it, like, it needed to be awesome. said. I'm glad. It, it did. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Wasn't that like last week? Shh. <laughs> 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 I'm not the oh, dope man shit. no more. I'm the penicillin man. I got y'all. So when you, when you put the song Boxes. out, was it, was it hopefully to inspire or encourage people to become engaged or maybe to at least check out Bernie Sanders or was it just like, I'm feeling something, I want to convey it, I don't care who listens to it. I think that's the the latter, yes. Uh, I think um, I have my certain opinions on, you know, whoever I acknowledge in the song, and not just people, but, you know, certain aspects. You go hard to Hillary Clinton in the song. Yeah. Yeah. And You're uh, supposed to. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, I, I listen to the song. Look, here's, here's why he should go hard at Hillary. Because Bill didn't. <laughs> Hashtag dad jokes. Dad jokes? <laughs> Damn, you really had to clear the room for that. <laughs> like everyone, listen to this. What's oh Bernie say? Let me say this. Let me just say this. You got the. You got the. You got to do the finger. Yeah, the you got to do the finger. The finger starts going everywhere. I love it. <laughs> Horrible. Um, we're, yeah, um, we're definitely getting a letter about that from somebody. <laughs> tweet. We're gonna tweet. Yeah, definitely. My bad. I just uh, I wanted to uh, share my unbiased opinion because I'm really not very biased. Um, if anything, I just uh, I'm reflecting what I see. Mm. I have my own sarcastic way about putting it and whatnot. But um, it wasn't to make anybody think a certain way. It was just uh, take this in, take this in, take this in. I actually felt like it was more about the B-roll. Okay. I didn't really want it to be about me. I wanted to hear the I got that. lyrics, but I thought I, I want that. I wanted the B-roll to speak for itself. That's the footage. Now, the Apio, uh, who's it? Uh, Frank did it? Or? Uh, Zach edited it. Zach oh. Apio edited it, and who in the video, it? the B roll consists of a lot of like footage from. Tone shot it. Oh, oh perfect. Shot it. Okay. Well, he shot the live spots, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the B roll was definitely interesting because it showed a lot of like, there was like video footage, news footage, um, and there were some like uh, references to Anonymous, and it was really, um, it was like anarchistic. That's probably not the right word, but like that, that right. way. Yeah, like, well, it, it seemed like kind of, you know, um, some like underground, thing. rebellious t- type stuff, and I really uh, appreciate the Visuals and the Apios always do a good job. I didn't know Tone shot it. That's cool. You yeah. produced it as well, right? Yep. Nice, nice. Um, you, you're you're still working closely with Tone. That's good to know. DJ Tone. Shout uh, out to Tone. Well, it's on and off. He's he's out in uh, Mass now. Um, okay. He's starting a family and stuff. So uh, it's few and far in between, but we definitely still get up. I wrote that song at work one day. 
I happened to be talking to him that night and I mentioned it to him and he was like I might have a couple beats you might want to listen to or send me something blah 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 uh, that's how fast you write he's like yeah I had an idea by uh, breakfast and then by lunch the song was done and uh, we shot the video that night well, it was like from 8am to 4.30pm <laughs> <laughs> on breaks it's like, this is what I do in the bathroom and he's a surgeon so he's like doing it on the operative <laughs> yeah you want to play this song or what oh yeah <laughs> oh we got it you got it queued up yeah yeah oh finally awesome. okay no yeah let's do it so this is um, you have the song not the one I sent you no no I got the song I okay. got the song Ooh, cool alright so this is going to be uh, Shice now Shice Cronkite aka S Diddy uh, this is America <laughs> America 2016 uh, yeah so yeah you can check out the video too here we go Beach Out Radio at Beach Out Radio tell us what you think only an alert and knowledgeable citizen can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals. So that security and liberty may prosper yeah. together. Yes. Your senility slipping if you thinking Hillary Clinton really befitting of a leader. This ain't silly suspicion. It's federal investigation. How she even campaigning? The whole damn nation distracted, ranting and raving. Has an alleged criminal allowed to run for office? It's lawless. I hear her raucous voice in every caucus. The average citizen ignores this. Forfeits to these poor kids too busy watching pop sports and porn flicks. Lost up in the thought of getting caught up in a mortgage. Trump don't know shit about how the working class poor lives. Him and Palin smiling, wilding, tanked up. I see her economy in four years filing bankrolls. Say, can you see by the SWAT team spotlights? They claim that you're free. In reality, you don't got rights. Cops lost their minds, tap phones, drones, and FEMA. For a second civil war, that'll make you a believer. Say, can you see by the SWAT team spotlights? They claim that you're free. In reality, you don't got rights. Cops lost their minds, tap phones, drones, and FEMA. When they start martial law, that'll make you a believer. How can Trump speak for you? With his tongue on a banker's nuts He's an uppity rich bigot To wig his stank enough Pouty mouth Every word he say shrouded in doubt We should treat him like a dog That's not allowed in a house Since Clinton been found out Bill ain't never out and about He's dicking chicks down Shit eating grin on his mouth Hillary's dodging charges Like some John Gotti chick It's obvious I'm about to get on my Illuminati shit The nonsense the media Be feeding your subconscious The best thing you can do For your freedom is stay honest Experience is granted And the healing is learned If you feeling like I'm feeling and then you feeling the burn. I'm feeling free energy being the reason wheels turn. And our corrupt voting system is the realest concern. The three most useless people that ever been are internet trolls, politicians, and weathermen. Oh, say, can you see by the SWAT team spotlights? They claim that you're free. In reality, you don't got rights. Cops lost their minds, tap phones, drones, and FEMA. For a second civil war, that'll make you a believer. Oh, say, can you see by the SWAT team spotlights? They claim that you're free. In reality, you don't got rights. Cops lost their minds. Phones, drones, and female. When they start martial law, that'll make you a believer. Bernie's words is being heard by herds of little sheep that were asleep, and now they see it's absurd and we're not weak. Word. They want peace and vibrational harmony. Not feeling like success is subject to our national economy. A rational dichotomy between cash and honesty. Cops on a body and spree, the practice of misogyny. Ever since a kid, this society has been odd to me. Insanity. It's like I need a countrywide lobotomy. Gotta be because it's run by money hungry, godless. Folks, I vote we take a vote to change the voting process. Hope is dope. Faith and self-empowerment is better. I don't debate on Facebook, so I wrote it down in a letter. The letter is in rhyme form. Time sworn to test ya. 
Edison is not the father of electricity, it's Tesla. A president's a puppet, not an enemy. Word to Kennedy, there's a remedy, a spark. It all starts with free energy. energy. Clean water, free health and education. More time inside our mind, that's more time in meditation. Find a better you, and we'll find a better nation. They put us in sedation, but now's when we awaken. Oh, say, can you see by the SWAT team spotlights? They claim that you're free, in reality, you don't got rights. Cops lost their minds, tap phones, drones, and FEMA. A second civil war, that'll make you a believer. Oh, say, can you see by the SWAT team spotlights? They claim that you're free, in reality, you don't got rights. Cops lost their minds, tap phones, drones, and FEMA. When they start martial law, that'll make you a believer. Be Yes. That was America 2016 by Shice. That Shice yeah. Cronkite. We just tweeted him out. Uh, follow him. Uh, shout out to Chris Scully on the check, and he said, "Hell yeah, that was a banger." Uh, yeah. So you got a new supporter out there in Troy. Shout out to Chris. What's up? Thank you, thank you, brother. Um, so yeah, you said a lot of stuff in there. Your and cousin, your cousin gave you a shout out. Also, that jo- uh, Josh Donnelly. Oh, uh, yeah. on the check. Oh, what up, Josh? Yeah, everyone else listening, hit us up at Beach Radio on the check and tell us how you uh, what you thought about that. Um, one thing that you mentioned in there that I thought was dope. You said that you don't uh, argue on Facebook, so you wrote it down in the letter and put it in a song. I do it the other way. I put all this. Play- Political shit on Facebook, and then I just write songs about drinking <laughs> and like great songs about drinking. Bullshit. Yeah, so I, only, I only have like four political songs, and everything else is just about bullshit. So um, we all have our campus, <laughs> or like personal <laughs> things. Like I rather write about, I rather write about personal right. things and then vent about political things on Facebook. You, you in this song, you kind of did it the other way, which right. I thought was really interesting. But um, no, I dig the track; it was dope. Uh, I think it's a good way to kind of influence people and like tell people where your head is at, and uh, whether you know it or not, you have a you know you have an influence, you have a voice. People Listen to you, um, and I think that it's important to say you know say what you feel about things and and uh, maybe get people to at least see your perspective. If not, uh, sway them to you know do whatever you want. Absolutely, yeah. Keep it up. I mean, you, it's you. it's palatable. It's you know like I can see it. I you know of course I saw the video first, so obviously I have all the images in my head from when I first heard the song. But you know even when I hear it without the video, I see everything that you put up, whether it's through your lyrics or what I remember from the video. And that's important, you know. I think that's important. It's got staying power. Good. That means it's working. <laughs> uh, Steven Struz is in the building. He just joined us. Steven. Hello. Do we? Is your mic on? Check. Check. I don't really hear him. Is he I up? Can't hear him. Oh snap! That's right. Wow, you gave him the dummy. Whoopsie, yeah. oopsie, doopsie. We had, oh, there he goes. You got a new mic. Cool, cool. Hello. 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 By the way, Dan Hogan said it's a banger. Do you like that too? Thank you, Dan. Nice. What up, Dan? It. I'm holla at you tomorrow, kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve, have you ever drummed for Shice? Have you? I don't think so. Maybe indirectly. Maybe like I like a. Uh, some I show at some point. Yeah, I feel You've like you guys. Been on, we've been on yeah, stage together. like a yeah. so uh, like a tree shirts party. Yeah, or definitely. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's, what I was thinking. yeah, yeah. Well, that's, cool. that's true. Yeah, definitely. Have. Uh, what's the last show that uh, Shice that you that you did? Uh, where have you performed or featured recently? Oh my god, uh, it's been like over a year. Oh okay, yeah. you did beach shot. Yeah, I think that was it. Oh, oh, sure. oh wow, that was your last okay. yeah, show. Did. Did. Oh, yeah. wow. okay. Yep. Beach Out Music Festival coming up yep. in uh, July. Seven, eight, nine. What is, what is Already. that? July 7th, 8th, and 9th? Correct. So request those days off, or at least the 7th off, that's a Friday. <laughs> I just got a, a message from Lanny. He's got you. I got coworkers. They want to know what the date is. <laughs> people have been asking me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for real? I'm glad you put on the calendar. It's on, the, it's on like the Beach Out calendar, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I've told at least three people, like, yeah, so take that weekend off that Monday, too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you you're welcome. Yeah, right. in advance. Recovery time. The last two Beach Out. I had no voice the following Monday, yeah, so yeah, crazy, so you gotta, crazy. that's what you gotta do. Um, are you performing this year, Masai? Uh, hopefully not. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just checking. I'm just checking. You might be performing. You know, Shice, my Shice needs to. 
Shice well, was on last year. You guys go on and off, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do much. go off and on. Right. True, true. Um, but so, I'm open to it, but you know. <laughs> okay, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Shice will be headlining. <laughs> All three nights. All three nights. Tickets available. And the first night's all poetry. Beach <laughs> <laughs> uh, By the way, if you ordered a uh, Beach Shot hoodie, speaking of it, uh, uh, they are they will be in either today or tomorrow, and I'm going to get those to you guys ASAP. All Sorry. Right. Sorry for the delay. We had a lot of last minute orders, and then we did that Dante Ivy block party and kind of uh, pushed things back because a lot of us were working on that too. So, uh, but those those are coming, and uh, they'll be here in a, in a day or two, and I'll probably be your ha- leave your mailboxes clean <laughs> cleaned out because I I just stop by stuff it in just bounce. So no small leave talk. it alone, JB. And just shout like out to everybody. <laughs> I'm only trying to get a large. I'm good. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Yo, shout out to everybody that ordered because I feel like that last day, yep. great push for Cy, but mm-hmm. that last day, we sold like 13 hoodies. Yep. Oh, shit. Seriously. I do that every time. I'll be like, oh, orders orders ended and then 13 people will order. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I always give it. That's yeah. the real reason there's a delay, too, because I have to put the little fake uh, end dates on there. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so the, the last day that's, expired. That's marketing. That and then yeah. the yeah. Oh, and man. then the following the day. The panic sets in. My I was going to that. My I ordered like, them. Bling, 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 yeah. bling. Oh. I, I do the opposite. I'm like, yo, what's yeah. that? You want a hoodie? <laughs> yeah. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I'm a good businessman. <laughs> and then I try to tag him when I'm wearing it, and he's just like, blocked. I'm I'm like, blocked no way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what do we do? Uh, yeah, so I forgot what I was going to say. But yeah, those are coming out. Um, they'll be here shortly. And uh, well, one of the good things about doing the pre-orders is like we have an idea of like how many people are getting them. And I was surprised so many people were ordered last time and then they wanted the zips this time. So we kind of switched it up into the zips. Yo, you and can thank Mike, Mike Arson for that, man. It was, it was all Mike Arson. Arson is all Kane, about Arson, Kane, man. And, and, and Taina. Oh, Taina has a zip up too? Yeah, and Kane. Yeah, but Kane don't come out. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows Kane's that's got true, one? That's true. So this year we did the same thing. One person got a V-neck, and then we're going <laughs> to we'll just, we'll just keep this going. Right? One person got a one sleeve. We need to bring that back. We need to bring it back. Um, you said you don't have, uh, Shice, you said you don't have uh, a project that uh, America 2016 is tied to, but you do have a project coming out with Nate the Great, and also... Oh, yeah. Uh, I think the most recent, or the most upcoming one is going to be with Absolute uh, Lord of the Flies, mm. which Absolutely. has been uh, bagged up for about a year. He's okay. just he's just getting settled in New York City, so he's about to get on it. And then uh, after that, I have one with Melvin Junko from um, Salt Lake City. That was a quick one I did on the fly. Mm. Pretty dope though. My man Nate, yeah, me yeah, I've got something I'm really happy with because it's different. And then PJ Katz and me are gonna probably finish off with the magnum opus. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Uh, yeah. that, that, that'll Ooh, probably be up for a while. Shice, mm. shice, mm. shice. Mm. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying I'll probably be up for a while. Um, so yeah, so for people uh, listening, you follow uh, Shice on Twitter. Can you do your Twitter handle real quick? Uh, uh, shice Cronkite. S H Y S T E. C-H-R-O-N-K-Y-T-E Cool, and you have a Bandcamp page up too, I believe, right? So some people can check out your older catalog while they're waiting for these four projects 
come out. Right. If they want to go to um, 518shice.com, that'll take them right to my bank account. And they can check out stuff. Perfect. Kaboom. That's where Checkmate is. Damn. Uh, so we mentioned right. Bernie Sanders. Oh. Uh, not Checkmate. You don't have Checkmate? Uh, Checkmate is on Rob Victims. Rob Victims? Okay. Yeah, but you can one. always search Shice Rob Victim Checkmate. Mm-hmm. Cool. And you'll get there. I, I got some scratches one. on that record, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> stunt, stunt, I love stunt. that. Yeah, those, stra- that those track is good. so yeah, dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those scratches were good. Yeah, they were. <laughs> it really made the whole album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much the The lyrics is all right, but those scratches. Yeah. 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 JP's like, yo, I cooked on that record. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the kitchen. <laughs> Josh wants to know how can he order the hoodies. Where's the link? What? Oh, we, yeah, we took it down because we just said that the, the pre-orders ended. Sorry, oh, I know. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. So we're, once we, once listening. when we get all the <laughs> when we get all the pre-orders out, we're gonna put the uh, the uh, more of the surplus back on the website. That's what we did last time. They sold out relatively quickly. We'll also bring them to, uh, bring them to shows. some upcoming shows. Speaking of upcoming shows, <gasps> uh, we have a uh, show 10. we're really excited May 11th, to announce. May 11th, Actually, May 11th. Let, no. Oh no no no. May 4th. No, we come before May 4th. that. Yeah. May fourth is May before the Sure. Let's true forces before the eleven. We're very excited about the show. True, tell us about it. Oh, okay. Uh, we have <laughs> Thump Gospel. Yeah. yeah. Who's Who the Gospel? fuck is that? Tell me. That is a Steve Struess is speaking. Yeah, hey, hey. Uh, it is a collective of musicians closely tied, if not directly associated with B Shot, mm-hmm. that are um, kind of coming together in various forms. Cool. What we, are they gonna do? We're gonna play some music uh, as a band. <laughs> My band. So this, is different, this is different than My any band. other show. You but here's the thing. <laughs> we're getting. Band back together, one handed. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be outrageous. Uh, and we're proud to be opening up for a uh, very close friend to the beach community. Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who? <laughs> that would be Odyssey and Good Company. <gasps> oh, yes. this is the first time that Odyssey. Okay. Uh, excuse me. That this is the first time that Good Company is coming to the Capital District, which is Odyssey's band, and oh, they are amazing. They are so fucking good. Oh you know, these God. guys are gonna be up for a Grammy within the next two yes. years. Oh, these are the facts, and they're undisputed. <laughs> Get on board now if you're not already. Yeah, Seriously. actually, if you go to beachupmusic.com backslash Odyssey, that's O D D I S E E, you can pre order the tickets for that. Uh, I had a few people uh, message me saying I spelled company wrong, good company, but that's actually how they spell it C O N P N Y. So thank you, uh, know it alls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, ah, got him. Got him. Get the advanced tickets for 10 bucks. If you haven't seen, or here's the thing if you haven't seen Odyssey perform, you don't know what you're missing. Yeah. When, yeah. So, the people who have seen Odyssey, they probably have already gotten their tickets. And uh, the people who miss it, like, you're just missing out and you're going to feel bad later. So, you should get them now. Odyssey's one of them. And how about we sell more tickets tonight? We're um, taking down the pre orders in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, pre orders just ended. So. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this, definitely. This show probably, in, mo- in all honesty, the show probably will sell out at some. Oh, point, it will. Though. It's, it will. Yeah, it's a Wednesday yeah. show, um, it? but it's an early show. So that's a hollow. May fourth. Yeah. May the fourth be with you. Ha mm-hmm. ha. Um, it's <laughs> at the hollow. It's there's like seven o'clock doors. Opening act, which is Thump Gospel, is eight thirty. A uh, good company goes on at nine thirty. Shows over at eleven o'clock. So we're not trying to keep people out on yep. a school night. Um, you yeah, know, eleven o'clock ending show. Yep. And um, it's gonna be great. It's you know. Yeah, check out Odyssey if you haven't heard of him. If you're not familiar, I think all, most of our listeners probably are. But if you're not familiar, check him out. He's one of the three celebrities I follow, quote unquote celebrities I follow on uh, Twitter because mm-hmm. I really like his music and uh, Mellow Music Group. They're always doing amazing things. And if you came out to the best show ever edition that we did at EOM, oh. we we you know we don't overbuild shows. That was like the best show ever. So I'm telling you, this show is going to be amazing. You don't want to miss it. Odyssey is one of my favorite uh, performers and also recording artists. I think, um, in fact, Shice, I think you have a song.
song uh, called Studio Rappers, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. And yes. it's about artists who are really good in the studio but shitty on stage. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I know people who are, who are con- the other way who are really good on stage, and I don't really like him in the studio. Odyssey yeah. is not one of those artists. Both. He, can, he can do uh, both. Um, both. Yeah. Can you talk about that song a little bit? Like, wh- what inspired you? I hope it was, I hope it was me. <laughs> who, who inspired that song? Uh, call them out. Call them out. No, I'm going to tweet them out. All right, get your hashtags ready. Thumbs up. Say thumbs up. Yeah, it's brilliant. No, honestly, it's it comes from me. A learning to rhyme when we're using like dad tapes. You know what I mean? And it was one shot or nothing. Yep. You know, so that's kind of. How I got my shit together um, and $30 uh, an hour in the studio <laughs> Pumping up 10 songs Word. in one night Because we knew that we were not coming back right. Right. So you had to hit it yep. And hit it right the first time yep. So uh, yeah So And it's me um, also That's what being, she said yeah. I knew somebody <laughs> oh, yeah. was going to say Thank you, oh, That was floating for two it had, it had to Yeah but uh, it, And then it comes from me Just being a ball buster And uh, knowing that a lot of people um, I guess are a little lazy in the booth I do agree with you because there are people that are um, not so good performing that are good in the booth, and then there's people that are good in the booth and not so good performing. Yeah, yeah, so right. it goes both ways. It definitely I mean? does. Yeah, it goes both ways. There's, there's even locally, I think there's a lot of people who I will I will like go to their show every time they perform, but they, you will not find them in my shuffle playlist or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. so it definitely works both ways. I don't I don't really you know care either way. Whatever you do is what you do. I'm I I like writing as you mentioned before. Like I write and I like recording and shows are always like oh should I have a show tonight like that's that's everything. But that's just not where my priority is but uh, I definitely respect people who who can do both at, at a good level so yeah, yeah. And, and shout out to that. DJ Nameless who said that was the best track he's heard in, in, in months and salute hey oh thank you yeah, you thank guys you can tone nameless. it down on Twitter you don't have to like amp, amp it up that much I mean keep it going yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always use the encouragement no stop hating stop hating DJ Nameless share ever heard Alaska on the check in he said he's gonna play the song at his wedding and his funeral that's wow <laughs> Dial it back, guys. Dial it back. Making a great impact here. <laughs> All right. Uh, we talk a little Wait about. Wait a minute. Wait a what? minute. Who we got? Tara Lee. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jody. Jody's wife says she's not listening to Beat Shot right now live. But she said, um, "Will you guys be addressing Shice using the N word in his last album?" She loved that album, though. Laugh out loud. Oh wow! But Shice didn't use the N word. No. I didn't know that. Yeah. No. What? His mom did. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Wait, wait. I, what? I don't know anything. I don't know anything. Tell, tell us the whole story. I got to hear it. What is it? Um. Oh, fuck. I remember. I forgot. Can Shice tell us? <laughs> yeah, Shice can tell it. I can't. It was a skit. Shice looks it was a skit. Honestly. It was a skit. His mom was like, some, something, something, my niggas, and something like that. You On my last album? No, it wasn't your last album. I, was I feel like Shice would remember like this. Right. Yeah. It was like six albums before. It was like six albums Well, let's be real. Like, I dropped an album on the way over. <laughs> hey, it could have happened. Yeah, Wait, you really don't know? I really don't. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, awesome. which album? I do that every album. It's, yeah. it's usually a hidden bonus track a where I'm just saying that. Right, right, right. Every time. Every time. Holy every shit. Time. Well, we need more info from Tara on that. I need yeah. more info from JB. My mother said that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. I we probably wouldn't have put, like, I I would have put a gun in her Why would she? Oh my God. I would have had a gun in her head like, say it. It'll be funny, Ma. I swear. This is gonna be great. <laughs> oh, shit. I'll uh, figure it out though. Yo, yeah. 
shameless plug. Shameless plug. Say I true is DJing Shy Sister's wedding. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Say yes. word. Sure is. Y'all. Nice. DJ True Master oh, is DJing <laughs> my sister's wedding. No way. Oh, and Odyssey, who we just yeah. mentioned, actually was at Tara's wedding that you also DJed, and he yep. came out and performed yeah. to surprise the hell out of everybody. Right. So oh, Shy's yeah. is going to perform at this one. Come full uh, circle. D- Shit, uh, True Master did her birthday. What was that like two? Yeah. Two she, years ago. Thirtieth. Remember when True used to do birthday parties at Chuck E. Cheese, and that was his. Well, that's where it was. That was his bread and butter. I was DJing from the roller coaster. But nah, she she loved it. You yeah, it. and then you know she I mean? said she met her fiance. Yeah, actually, yeah, that night at the birthday party. At the yep. birthday party, she was oh, like, wow. I just want you to be there wow. for the wedding. I was like, all right, cool. Oh, yeah. perfect. So that's pretty fresh. Uh, Jackie Williams and Laura W are hitting us up on Twitter. They both asked uh, me to elaborate on Bernie Sanders and what he smelled like. <laughs> so here's the thing: I, 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 uh, we were speaking about Bernie a little earlier. I happened to meet him yesterday with uh, organizers from Black Lives Matter upstate New York. Uh, we were invited to come meet him before he he addressed a packed crowd at the Armory on Washington Avenue. He was doing a, a rally, and uh, well, just to get out of the way, he I, I thought he was. I posted on Facebook. I thought he was just going to smell like a typical like old old grandpa white man. You know, like I have, I have a like mothballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, I, ha- I have a poor, I had a white grandfather, and he smelled like mothballs and Guinness. <laughs> like, or, you know, so that's what I thought he was gonna smell like, and uh, <laughs> but he didn't. He, he just smelled like uh, like a really nice soap. It wasn't, oh. it wasn't overpowering. Oh. And, uh, I feel like old grandpa smell like smell like what you described or old spice. Or, or old spice. He was drenched in axe body spray. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> That'd be a good look for him. That'd get that youth vote locked yep. up if he can get that axe. He was he was he was wearing the chocolate one, right? Yeah. Midnight yeah. or whatever that shit is. <laughs> Um, I did. Uh, his hands were incredibly soft, and I, and I don't want to say. Here's yeah. the thing. Go on. He's moisturizing. I, do, I don't think it was yeah. from not working. I think it's like when you when you get to a certain age, your your skin reverts back to like, it, you know, it's like a pair of jeans that are really worn in. Right. It was soft like that. Like they like they had bro- broken past the barrier of, of grittiness, right. Right. and now he just rebirthed really? the new baby skin. You know? oh. So hands. he got that button. He got the that button. button. He got the that button. button. Yeah. Benjamin Button hand. He shook okay. my hand, and I was like, JB oh, got that Your hands are extremely. Soft, oh, really, um, and like like tender. You said this to him? No, no, I thought I saw all of this. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, no, he, you know, <laughs> he said his hands are tender. His hands are chicken tenders. Very soft. <laughs> the bird, bird tenders. <laughs> the bird. The it's funny because we were like waiting in the room, and uh, I had pretty much decided that I was going to uh, film the encounter until the Secret Service told us to stop filming, and then I had a a, a backup app to like record it, secret the audio anyway. So I'm like getting ready, and I and I look and I glance at the corner of my eye, and it seemed like coming up this uh, flight of stairs from the basement. And we're already in the sub level of uh, the armory, and uh, he comes up, and I'm like getting my phone out, like getting ready, just hit record, and he, and uh, and he comes over. And I'm like first in line, and I'm just like you know, hey, you know, shake his hand, and I'm holding holding my phone in the other hand, and uh, and I was just taken aback by one, he was cold, his hands were cold, mm. uh, but also like how soft they were, and then he he kind of went down the line, but he was he had a very like commanding <laughs> presence and voice, and I don't know if it's because it could have been because he came out of a hole with like three secrets. Service man right. or whatever. It helps, yeah. yeah, so it uh, it definitely added to his uh, to his like uh, presence. What were his uh, Secret Service guys looking like? Yo, they were they were really diverse because really? there, there were there were people. I don't know who was Secret Service and who was just on his team, but I know that uh, one of the people who was running security at the door was just like an extreme.
extremely tall, muscular woman with extremely long, with like long Fabio hair. Oh, um, so, oh, like, if if you saw her from a distance, you would think this man has extremely long hair. But then she was like running security at the door, and then when we got inside, there was a guy who had a uh, a cowboy hat and a bow. What do you call those bolo oh, the ties? Bolo, yeah, yeah. like that. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy? What and then the standing next to him is like what I, what I assume uh, was somebody who was like a woman who was like not gender conforming. She had like a purple mohawk, but she's on his staff with like a with holding. Oh wow! And you know, pen on a uh, iPad, like taking notes and stuff. So the, it was a really diverse Holy group shit. of people wow, uh, down there. And uh, there were there's one or two people of color with him with him too. So it was it was definitely a, a, a an odd looking group. It was like Total the A team or some shit that came out. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Bernie eighteen. Just this league, and, and, uh, albino with a patch, right. an yeah. Pacific yeah. Islander sumo wrestler, yeah. hiding yeah. in the corner. What do you say to the Benetton ads? Like the Benetton, exactly. Yeah. United Colors of Benetton. Yep. Um, but he was he was pretty much exactly aside from the smell and the soft hands. He was exactly what I expected. You know, he's like he's 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 a pretty straightforward, I think, uh, person and and like honest when he's like debating with his with his persona. Uh, he seemed you know genuine and sincere, and we we talked to him for. 15 minutes and we were kind of uh, we were telling him things that we thought he really needed to do a better job of it in his campaign uh, things that we feel like especially as related to the black community he has been uh, neglecting or he hasn't done a good job at and I think part of that is because um, he's he's in an extremely white state you know um, and people are always quick to say you know he he was involved in the civil rights movement and he's did all these things in the civil rights movement so he, he gets it but he you it's, it's very easy to become out of touch and even if you're a white ally mm-hmm. he, there's a reason that Bernie Sanders isn't necessarily connecting with the black community. I think a lot of people of color just did, had no idea who he was, and he he hasn't done a job a good job until recently of uh, really trying to uh, really engaging uh, the black populace. And I think a reason that he's been doing a little better is because of uh, groups like BLM putting pressure on him. Well, when he was shut down in Seattle in August, um, he responded he responded pretty well to the shutdown. He let them kind of take over the uh, well, they took over the stage, and he didn't do what Trump does and just like get them kicked out, mm-hmm. which should be a no-brainer for anyone running for Democratic office. But uh, afterwards, he hired additional uh, black staff members, and he was trying to reach out more to BLM. Uh, some people would say that's a little too little too late. If you're running for president and you're a senator, you should kind of have these things in place already um, and uh, and not just be relying on, you know, your the things that you've done in the past or, or even your rhetoric. You know, it's important to surround yourself with, with a diverse staff and have that connection if you, uh, you want to be senator and president. So he has changed his message, even from August, in my opinion, significantly. And I'm, gl- I'm, you know, I'm glad he did that. And I'm glad the activists put pressure on him to do that. But it's also important to note that he changed his message because of that pressure and that influence. Right. Um, you know, he, he, no candidate has all the answers, and, and Bernie definitely doesn't have all the answers. Um, and it's easy to, I think, like him in this race, especially because the other candidates are so horrible. Yeah, that's the thing I think working most in his favor. You know, he's just like an old, a nice old white guy, and and uh, he's he's genuine, and I think he wants to make <laughs> the world a better place. And um, I. I, I the reason that we challenge uh, a lot of the activists challenge Bernie is because his base is the of supporters are the people that need to be challenged. We're not going to change the mind of somebody who goes to a Donald Trump rally. We're not going right. to push them to think further. We, we don't want to change their minds. To be honest with you, you know, it's just not going to happen anyway. Yeah. Like even if that were a possibility, it's just not going to happen. They're too far gone. But right. there are but there are people who. 
who, who see themselves as good people, as good guys, and uh, they sometimes they think that's good enough. It's like I'm not a Trump supporter. I don't have a Confederate flag on my truck. I'm I'm a good you know I'm fixing this or I'm I'm part of the solution. Right. And uh, we don't we disagree with that. Um, and several people disagree with this. One of my favorite quotes that uh, that I actually shared today was from Martin Luther King when he said the greatest threat to Black liberation isn't the KKK. It's white moderates who who they think they're the good guys, but they're more concerned with order than justice. And when when he said that, I think he was referring to like kind of the ways that protest and disruption, like disrupting Bernie Sanders, was not order. Laying in the street and blocking traffic is not order. But the the mean the end of that means is justice, and that's more important. And when you have people like many Sanders supporters were saying, "Don't interrupt the senator," you know he's talking. That's not the way to go about it. It's like, no, fuck you. That's not important. We're talking about something way more important right now, and you need to kind of step back and acknowledge that. And just saying, well, at least we're not Trump supporters, isn't good enough. Um, so that's why we, you know, that's why challenging. I think um, the most progressive candidates is a good strategy. It's time tested, and it's it's a way to I think really uh, bring about change because the, the progressives and um, people who are who see themselves as quote unquote the good guys may be more likely to like alter their views and realize that they're really not doing as much a service as they think they are just by not being you know Nazis or KKK members. That's not you know that's not good enough. So uh, we we put pressure on him to. Uh, to change his, his uh, to, to alter his rhetoric a little bit One thing I specifically asked him Was to put more of a focus on The actual racial disparities And not always try and tie them to class disparities Because even though the things are related uh, Earlier in his campaign especially He was solely focused on Well the reason that uh, that you know Black communities are doing this And this is because of like economic injustice And, and uh, he wasn't like speaking enough On like racial profiling and just racial bias And how these things disproportionately impact Communities of color just because of systemic racism, not just because, oh, well, they can't get a job, or the, their education isn't where it needs to be, so that they, then they can't get a job, or, you know, he was always, like, trying to tie it to just the economics of it, and it seemed like kind of a, it's like a pass-the-buck tactic, like, well, it's poor, it's just poor people, it's not specific, there's not these specific things really related to being a person of color, it's just because the income inequality, you know, so th- that's tied to it, but you really have to speak speak on the specifics. So that was one thing I personally asked him to do. Um, another thing that was asked to him, and we were going to have a, a video come out shortly about it, but another thing that was mentioned was his uh, focus on uh, police and demilitarization, which is cool. Like, we don't want tanks in the streets, but we also we need to acknowledge that tasers are killing people and kids are getting beat up just by cops with fists. Like, taking away tanks and vests and all that stuff is cool, um, but we that's not really what's killing the kids. That's not what's, uh, that's not what killed Dante Ivy. That's not what stopped me sometimes when I just walk down the street it's just racial profiling it's just cops with a chip on their shoulder who don't have you who don't know what they're doing and they just want to like uh, flex their, their power and uh, yeah. stop you unconstitutionally search you unconstitutionally even if you don't get killed you you know you're still your rights are still being violated so taking away tanks all stuff is cool the gas and the, you know but that's not the sole problem um, and uh, even one thing he mentioned that, that rubbed me a little bit the wrong way there related to Dante Ivy's case was that uh, he's like well it's not even like Dante was armed and uh, that's something that some people I think have an issue with too like we, we can be armed in this country just having a weapon doesn't mean the police can kill you a lot of people I know walk around the streets with knives and stuff for their own protection and if Dante did have a knife on him imagine how different the story would be Absolutely. they'd be like an armed black man was killed by a taser right. and it's right now suddenly because he was armed and right. he had arms and it's like right. just fuck this is America we, right. lo- we love weapons like everyone's got <laughs> right. a fucking weapon on right. him right. And, and, and it shouldn't be that and it would have been that much closer to open and shut yeah yeah they would have right. been like oh oh he was hey he was armed 
armed. Hey, we kill whoever as long as they're armed. You know, this right. is why cops plant weapons on people. This is why people, anybody that gets stopped with anything, they'll say, you know, oh, he had, you know, he had a, he had a knife on him. He had a weapon. You could, people have been killed for having forks on them. People have been uh, Amadou Diallo with the wallet, and they th- they said they thought it was a weapon. So you don't even have to have a weapon. They just have to think you. So we need to get rid of this idea that bad guys all have weapons, and if you have a weapon, the police can kill you with with uh, impunity. That just happened to a young man in Troy uh, who was who was killed by the police, and he did have a weapon. Now police, they st- I still believe that he was just racially profiled and stopped, and he tried to defend himself, and he came out on the losing end of that. But just having a weapon does not mean that you can be killed by the police. And that was something Bernie said. He implied that. Uh, Oh, he's like, oh, Dante wasn't even armed, so he didn't deserve to be killed. Like, right. I don't care if Dante had a knife on him. You know, right. he didn't. But either way, you know, we, we just need to get away from that mindset that, oh, automatically, if you have any weapon on you, that you, that you deserve to be killed. But right. these, are, these are, like, things that just need to be addressed. And the more he talks to... And that sounds almost like it was almost out of an ignorance, more of just like, well, yeah, that's he didn't the know. first thing he thinks of because that's not something he's... Yeah, I think a lot of people think of that. I think know? when they're watching the news, they're like, yeah. oh, so-and-so got killed by the police. And then the second they say armed, they're like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, well, then, different story, of Pro- course. Cops did a good job he was armed exactly. it's like what, what, what this is america everybody has a gun here right. or a knife or something like right. half the people in this room are armed like why are we <laughs> yes. what are you know like that shouldn't be the new I'm standard with for, a carton of milk because i just yeah, right. came from the grocery store <laughs> yeah right you got like That's a takes that should stay what, you, what, you what um you guys spoke to them you spoke to you all spoke to bernie for 15 20 yeah 15, uh, about 15 minutes yeah. then he gave his address yeah how much of what you guys spoke about did he address in the rally yeah he actually we actually believe that uh he changed some of the words in his speech because of what we spoke about um i wish tiana Seely was here because she, she stayed for the whole rally no no i watched the entire thing i actually had to leave uh, oh. a little bit after we spoke to sanders uh and i had to go to the, the defend black girls you albany court hearing but i did say, you know i stayed for a little bit and after but after we spoke to him i was just really kind of trying to trying to get out of there but um uh the one one thing in particular that uh, that he ch- that I believe he changed, which came specifically from our conversation, was uh, the nature of police using uh, deadly force as like a f- not as the last case scenario, or, or using even force in any way as like the sometimes it's the first thing they they do. And we we said specifically like we need to change this culture where police are using force as like the first thing they go in would do or second thing they go in to do. And it really needs to be absolute last case scenario. Um, just because you're in a job where you could potentially run into dangerous people you cannot um just approach the uh the the scene with already with the deadly weapon out uh for those of you we mentioned killing them safely is on netflix now i think we called it softly early it's called killing them safely and if you watch watch it on netflix uh it's it'll piss you off kind of like making a murder but it's it's just a one documentary and there's an instance uh there's a few instances instances in it where uh, an officer will uh come approach the scene and immediately take out his taser before he even knows what's going on they killed there was a 17 year old man in a, in a supermarket and they, they show the video in, in this Somebody documentary chips Nope, not anymore. Sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry for interrupting. So in the documentary, uh, there's this 17 year old kid. He works at the, a supermarket and he just got fired. So he's pissed in the in the supermarket. So he he's like starts bugging out. He like knocks over some books off the register or whatever. And they, they, they there happens to be a cop nearby. So the cop comes in, hears a commotion. He just grabs his taser and he just tases the kid oh and kills God. him right in the fucking oh, store. Shit. And it's like that 
This is a child. You know, like you, you come in and you're a cop and you have a weapon and you see he's unarmed. You know he's unarmed. He's got his fucking apron and shit on. Like he just got fired. So why are you even having a weapon out? Right. Worst case scenario, like the kid beats your ass and you got to call for backup or something. But don't don't take a like. This needs to be one of those things where we are not using uh, force and excessive force and uh, and thinking tasers are somehow a better way to subdue people because they're really not. And hundreds of people well, have been killed. Here, here's here's the other side of tasers. Mm. Like they would. These people are using them and they're tasing people for 20 and 30 seconds mm-hmm. and more. Of course, you're going to freaking die because it's going to change the chemical imbalance of, of your work. blood and cause you to die. Definitely. They, they addressed so that they, in the documentary. Yeah, yeah. People, you're supposed people, to people tase someone for five seconds and that's it. Or ideally not tase them. But I will say after Dante <laughs> right. Ivey was uh, was killed, they changed the taser policy in Albany to tase people for less time. So I think it is now five seconds, but it yeah. wasn't prior to that. So it shouldn't take somebody to die for us to make these changes. Mm. And, and my thing is this, man. Mm. Look, if, if it's one dude and he could be brolic as hell, I don't give a shit. You, you, know, you know, I'm not afraid of nobody. Like, you're thug. I'm, you're I'm, thug. I'm, yeah, I rap. I'm a thug. But, um, like, you could be brolic as hell. If it's six of us, it's six of us, like, really? We can't take down one dude? Oh, yeah. There's so many cases Come where there's several, you know, yeah. there's several officers at the scene. Yeah. Uh, one, one case I heard about recently, uh, I won't go into too much detail because we were just, like, reached out about this, but there was a person in an institution locally where uh, the police were called, and this is a, a, a mental health institution, and the, the person was having, like, a, a, a behavior, you know, and the police were called, and they went into the person's residence, into the room, closed the door, and it was uh, four police officers and they tased him in his room in the house and this is a person in a mental health crisis and this happened this happened locally if this person had died i would probably be laying in intersection somewhere right now bitching about it because this is like this is these are the things that happen right in our own neighborhood and just because someone doesn't die doesn't mean it's not an injustice the fact that dante died is the only reason we know about this case there's a thousand other dantes walking out there with little scars on them from the fucking taser things that they happen to not die and we don't we don't talk about that because it didn't end in the worst way possible and that's not cool when you got stopped true when you told me that story when you was stopped at uh, uh, what was it Dunkin' Donuts? That could have been oh, yeah, you. You yeah, could, yeah. you you were the one escalation moment away from being mm-hmm. tased. You like you know that's that's how quickly they they get to that. Yeah. And we just need to remember we we hear Dante in the abstract, and if you don't know him, you're like oh some some guy got stopped. That that sounds messed up, but that that could be me. That could be you. It could you know it could be your child. So that's why we got to take it seriously because I don't want to be. It's, it sucks being out there in the streets protesting for Dante. It'll suck way more if it's my nephew. Uh, right. So like that's that's why we or need one to of be your best friends. Yeah. Or or, or you, JB. Jesus. Yeah, or someone Why is it always got to be about you, JB? No, I'm <laughs> just saying, in general, if it's one of my people, like... No, 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 I feel, I'm fucking with you. You know. Yeah. I tend to see this kind of uh, robotic behavior, though. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when you look at the videos and stuff. Right. And uh, you got to wonder, is this uh, one individual, particular cops, asinine actions, or uh, are they being trained a certain way you know what I mean or, you of know course I mean? of course I'm very aware that you know they, they take uh, you know, personality tests you know what I mean I know there's a particular personality they would like a cop to be you know what I mean mm-hmm. one thing that always sticks out to me is uh, when I look at videos here and there is the first thing out of their mouth is stop resisting right and it's like a robot it's like yep. stop resisting while they're manhandling it's, it's like well, they have to say that because right. they know right. they're on camera right. Right? Yeah. you know what I mean so and that, that goes them, up that, that they had to have range. a meeting yeah. about that mm-hmm. and oh, say yeah. listen cameras are out you guys are fucking up you know what I mean so this is what we'll do mm-hmm. if you're on camera and you're doing whatever you're doing say stop oh, resisting oh. stop resisting stop and resisting and the crazy stop shit resisting. about that is 
nine times out of ten, no one's resisting. Right. 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 That's what I mean. While they're Crazy. pummeling somebody, yep. they're, they're just saying like a robot If I'm getting over hit over in my head with a freaking nightstick, of course I'm going to be flailing. Right. This shit hurts. Right. Yeah. And I have a, a, a friend who's who's now an officer, and he said that anything counts as resisting. So if mm-hmm. the police tell you to walk and you just drop to the ground, mm-hmm. you're resisting. Uh, if you tense up, even if you're getting tased or you're having a muscle spasm or whatever, right. you're resisting. So Because you're being tased? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like even, even that. So they, they just say it's a, it's a precautionary thing. They, so clearly there needs yeah. to be a verbiage change. Right. Who, change, who of, changes yeah. these regulations yeah. like that? Who's specifying, okay, well, how can we get away with this now? Methods. Yeah, no It's departmental procedure. Right. That's what it is. My father straight up would talk to people, man. Like when you when you were going into the whole story about that, like the guy who was bugging out, like, you know, his whole climate was, and it wasn't just him. You know, there were a lot of people who worked with him and that's what they talked about. Like coming up to people and having a conversation with them, not pulling out firearms, not forcing somebody down with a gun, but actually having the discussion with them. And he, I mean, he even said like, rarely did he have to bring out his gun and oftentimes he didn't even have to bring anybody in. Right. You know, because he could right. have a conversation with somebody. Yeah, great conflict resolution. Right. I mean, yeah, how many times have you gone. seen like the video? When you're talking of- about robots, yeah. that, that, that's the human. That's the human aspect that's lost. Right. Right. These guys being mechanical, being so programmed into something. Not only, that. but you know what? Not yeah. only all of that. I think it's also fear. It is like, fear. Just plain no, old fear. Like any kind of actions like that is yeah, fear. Like, you know? Oh yeah. shit! He put his hand in his pocket. Oh, he's gonna kill me. Let me pull out my exactly. Mm-hmm. That's well, why those. And that's a, yeah, and I think fear's a choice, man. Fear's a choice. You can choose to have a discussion with somebody, or you can choose to be scared and not deal with the situation. You know, that's a choice. Right. Right. I think. A, a lot of things. I think. I think you could say this in about a lot of different industries. Is that things are getting more streamlined in terms of processes. Right. Processes are being put into place. Whether you talk about commercial radio has a certain, you know, pattern that they use in terms of playing songs. Right. Whether you're talking about um, factories, industry, building cars. I mean, processes are becoming just a piece of every industry. And, and I think that the police department is not an exception to that. Right. So maybe 50 years ago, you had people who were actually able to put some human thought and right. emotion it was, it into their loose. job. Yeah, you was, know, it was a little looser. People could, could make some own decisions for themselves. You know, lawsuit, like yeah, ambulance chasers yeah. and all of that. Change. That has a huge part of it. Sure, you, go yeah, to, yes. you go to Starbucks, yes. the cup says hot contents yeah. in here because so many people yes. sued. Absolutely. Yes. They burnt their tongue. There's, yes. I think there's a documentary that might be on Netflix about the whole shit that in the last maybe 50 years or so, that entire sue first for any fucking dumb reason in the world that whole culture came out in the last 50 years or so yeah. and I was how just that ta- is I was just talking shit. to my homie from the UK and he was like dude we do not have ambulance chases we do right. not have Martin Hottie and Rosati we don't yeah. have any of that shit on television <laughs> man Corn- Martin Hottie and Rosati yeah. yeah. I know them I know them personally because here we uh, we're in a capitalist society where we have to make money off make of everything money. whether yes. it's incarceration whether yes. it's healthcare yes. like right. we have you know we turn everything into a consumer based industry Industry, you know, yes, so. and it's looking out for number one. It's yep. it's individuals saying, "Oh, wait, I can get rich by suing somebody." Yeah. Oh, bam, cha-ching! You know, everything's yeah. profitable. Yeah. From the rest of the people suffer from it. You know, uh, law enforcement is profitable. Like prisons are profitable, right. and they, they serve uh, functions in society. If, if people were if people were really released from the prisons, like.
like uh, when you have more than half the people in prison right now are nonviolent offenders in my mind none, I mean those people should just be gone like tomorrow like I don't even give a shit like worry about the paperwork later and then everyone like we need to find out uh, the people who there are people who I believe should be removed from, from society I, I don't consider myself a true abolitionist in terms of prison because I, I kind of just grew up like in a household where I've, I've seen my mother get beat up by people who had weapons who really I think should be removed from society there are dangerous people but when the majority of people in prison are nonviolent offenders right. and you have a lot of drug offenders right. get those people the fuck out of jail like right right, right now right. you know like half the people we're talking about you know uh, millions of people like mm-hmm. um, so we, we have industries built on this and I think there's a reason for that if we were to the one it's profitable we have uh, industries like uh, places like Whole Foods using inmate labor right. to make right. to make money Whole Two, Foods uses yeah, inmate dude. labor yeah, yeah, man. this whole thing about their artisan cheeses yeah, and breads, where breads they, and yeah they were using like no slave, slave inmate labor yeah, to dude. do that um, also if those people were all released into society the um, unemployment rate would skyrocket because now you have a bunch of people who are not in the military or incarcerated and it's like that's a way to keep the unemployment rate low it's like shit we got all these people locked up they're not in the workforce so we don't have to count them it's like all these reasons that no one gives a shit about that statistic no one cares voting time but it's still cost to have them up in there yeah but it doesn't look good on a CNN ticker you know what I mean but even even that they make more money off because we have if if they're getting federal federal money for that stuff based on how many you know how many people they 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 get incarcerated um, in a lot of ways they're just like you know they're still going to profit off if anybody has money in the stock market and their stock market is for mass incarceration and then this room I'm going to snuff you (laughs) oh shit I better better check my my holdings I'm good well this is this is something that I think you may have touched on in the song but like Hillary Clinton was getting money from these same um, these same uh, like people who run the prison industrial complexes and who profit off of these uh, off of these private prisons and this is something that uh, Bernie Sanders has at least been vocal about I think it would be an an amazing amazing feat if that was somehow to become uh, to, to get stopped because there's so much money involved and um, but yeah this is I mean these things happen all the time and and the second you create a demand for inmates uh, you're gonna you're gonna see a surge in people that are incarcerated and we we now have all these people employed in law enforcement and if we were to you know if we were to stop having them you know arrest people at this rate we now need to lay like lay some of them off or we'd have to have the money allocated elsewhere because we, we, we wouldn't know we'd no longer be able to justify the inordinate cost that we spend on law enforcement which I believe is 18 billion dollars a year which is an absurd amount of money that right. was the on the last like uh, federal budget for that mm-hmm. imagine if we put 18 billion dollars in, in, in like, in, education. Yo, in like <laughs> social programs yo we, we run fly right and we're like scraping together money to get a little speaker for our class like with the microphone <laughs> right, like yeah. everyone's like we need, right. we need 300 bucks guys like right. imagine what 18 billion dollars could do even spread across the country you right. you get, pro- you get programs like that all over the place but beat. instead we put that money into into law enforcement and it kind of like it i think it causes more crime because right. that right. money could yeah. stop crime if we exactly. actually put it where yeah. we yeah. Yeah. prevention and now you just yeah. you're just and and what yeah. they have to do is they have to arrest any old body any yeah just to because there's so much in, you right. know it's yeah. this entrapment mentality too like i read yeah. an article how they're coming out with these new cop car designs that have even less uh invisibility yeah, yeah less yeah. logos and like the light bars on top are now inside the car so you can't see them the whole purpose of these fucking cop cars is to be visible so yeah, if something's right. going down you're like oh there's a cop car over there I yeah, can go get help can wait. Right, it's an entrapment right. mentality well, of the like, traffic these, lights that now take right, a picture right. and ticket you like this that's not about safety that's no, about, it's about money, money. I, mean, I mean these police officers have quotas they have ticket quotas every month they have to assert a certain amount of tickets and they say those, it so that the police officers don't get lazy mm-hmm. those cameras on the backs of police cars scan your license plates they pull over at a fucking red light yeah 
yeah. because you got a fucking bullshit ticket or a warrant or some shit? It's all about money. Yeah. And, and Mayor Sheehan, actually, by the way, before she was the mayor, she was one of the main people behind raising all the uh, the prices and like the parking tickets and the traffic stops and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that they, they almost, they pretty much. Tragic situation. Hey, right there with Mayor Sheehan. Yeah. Uh, she, so those have like doubled in the last several years. <laughs> people who are from Albany know that parking yeah. tickets have doubled. That's Yo, because of Mayor yeah. Sheehan. If there's one thing I'm an expert on, it is the city of Albany parking <laughs> tickets. Holy shit, that shit got expensive in the last, yeah, two or three years. Yo, I got a ticket. Skyrocket. I got a ticket when I was in high school for parking in handicap space, and it was like fifty dollars. Yeah. So now, if you get that, it's about three hundred dollars. Yeah, easy. Three hundred. Yeah, like if you get two of them, it's like an easy existed, toe. You know, exactly. All the way back. I actually laid down. I went down on one way, the wrong way. Out in Iskayuna, it cost me two hundred dollars. Damn. Wow. Two hundred. Yeah. And and that oh. it, it, it's profitable. I mean, that's yeah. what it comes down to. So a lot of the law enforcement that we do is just is just to make money, and 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 they're doing it. And then you're gonna pay. You're not gonna fight it because it's you're like seventy bucks for a ticket. You're like fuck it. All this is not worth taking a day off and going downtown or something. Yeah, yeah. You just pay it. Yeah, so uh, so that that's some of the stuff we spoke to to, to Bernie Sanders about. Uh, one of the things things specifically was about reallocating resources. We need to stop giving uh, police more money when they do something wrong. Like Dante was killed, and suddenly, oh, we need to give Albany police more money for trainings and more money for right. taser trainings right. and more money for this. And it's like, wait, 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 no, you just you can't give them money for killing someone. That's the, that's incentive to kill people. <laughs> you should give that money to uh, the community man. so that we can actually help people like Dante's family and his nieces and nephews and his child mm-hmm. who are now w- absent and adult in their life and now statistically they are more at risk to engage in criminal activity because they're now in a, in a home that suffered this great tragedy so a better way to like stop these things from happening would be to help families like like now Dante's has become because they've lost income and they've lost the support of that adult in their household I think this is a good segue to health however there's no money in the cure Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is very true, man. It's one of the saddest things in the world. Yeah. It really is. Right. Well, and that's why I think we need such a, a major shift in society. Yep. And um, and in my mind, Bernie Sanders is like not even enough. He's not going far enough. But mm-hmm. I understand that he wants you know he wants a political revolution, and all these things. But Bernie still you know he still participates in this system, and he's still part of the system. And I think that you can only get so far working within the system. And this is why I I will challenge Bernie because sometimes just being the better of all the options isn't good enough and I think a lot of the uh, supporters uh, Cleanne and I were talking about this today they remind me of of guys uh, women will probably relate to this more but like you ever meet a guy who's like I'm a good guy why are why are you always want a thug like why don't you want me I'm a good guy I'm a nice guy and it's like fuck you you're not a nice guy like just because you're nicer than some asshole you're still just a jerk who thinks you're entitled to something because you're better than this asshole right. you're you're not good enough you're just not good enough yeah. and uh, that's not an insult to, Ber- to Bernie specifically but it just says sometimes we need to go further and the right. same reason that Bernie thinks that you know even Bernie said to me that police need more trainings and stuff and I'm like yeah whatever like th- police don't need more really anything police need less stuff yeah. like you know I don't think police really need more training I think that money is wasted training them I'd rather put it other places but he's coming from a place where he still has faith in the system he thinks we can fix it in many of these ways that we've already tried and have failed so that's why I challenge Bernie it's not because I don't think he's the best candidate with a chance at winning maybe he can burn it down but that's I would love it. Feel the burn was really about just like if he was like day one presidency, I'm burning down the White House. 
we'll I would start be first fresh. in line. <laughs> That's fresh. what we're talking about. Like not just yeah. a political the rebel. So he, he could probably yeah. he could probably use Mike Arson's matches. Oh yep. God! Just burn down the White House. Whole thing. So I think we should just do the marketing for the second half of his campaign. Perfect. We should do. We got it. So we want to push people to just kind of think outside the box and maybe go a little further because changing things within the system. We we've already seen even even Obama who who is is somewhat moderate can't get things passed through the Senate and the Congress and and uh, the Supreme Court and all these. So Bernie, I don't think is going to be somehow mat- way better. A lot at of it. prisons on Obama's watch. Yeah, yeah. Look a at dr- a lot of drones on Obama's watch. Yep. Like these things. So so there's. I don't think Bernie's going to be change things. And I think Bernie gets this even more than his supporters do because if Bernie Sanders loses, I don't think his supporters are going to continue the revolution. I think a lot of them have a lot of hope in Sanders, uh, and yeah. I don't think they're going to be like pissed and disenfranchised enough to fuck shit up. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the next after Bernie loses, if he loses, the next protest I'm at, there's a shit ton of Bernie people out there like, we just got disenfranchised too because black people right. already get it. Right. We've already we've already had our Bernie moment. Yeah. We've already we're already going through it. And uh, some people now are like, wow, super delegates, this is fucked up. Yeah. Like stay yeah. mad. Stay yeah. fucking yeah. mad. Yeah. Don't like be like, wow, we'll get them next four years. Like, yeah. no, stay fucking mad and be in the streets with us. Keep going. Because Keep going. you need to be as pissed as yeah. an angry bitter black person who just lost their <laughs> lost their kid or something. Real. Like that's how mad Real. you need to stay. Oh, um, because a lot of us are already there. And that's that's all we want. Like that's why we're saying like we're gonna continue to push on Sanders. So we just want people to like think outside the box and push it even further because we we may need more than a political revolution because our political system is all fucked up Mm -hmm. but so are so many our social systems our our infrastructure our financial systems everything's fucked up so just stay mad be madder I think there's more value in angry Bernie Sanders supporters than there is in Bernie Sanders becoming president and that's that's why I'm not necessarily I won't be really bummed if Bernie loses because I want y'all to stay mad and I'm going to continue to poke that hornet's nest and I think a lot of other activists will because we want you guys pissed off because you're closer to being allies than you know than Trump supporters are they're, right. they'll just be like whatever nothing changes for me yep <laughs> another day okay so, so that's all I'm, I'm gonna take a break I just really want to get that off mm-hmm. people were tweeting about asking about Bernie mm-hmm. that was my experience with Bernie um Shai said you want to get a last word in that because I know you you are still a supporter of Bernie and, and I'm not saying I'm against Bernie I just I'm just like let's keep it going let's push it further um my position is that <clears throat> Uh, definitely best candidate for now. I don't think he's a godsend by any means. Mm-hmm. I do think that outside of himself, the things that are happening in this country, uh, he's kind of uh, sparking. Mm, I would say he's definitely the catalyst um, for a lot of shit. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think he's gonna be the. You know, he's not gonna flip it on its head. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but even light speed starts slow. So mm. I do think that uh, even baby steps are good. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes that's all it takes. Like, even if, like you said, even if he doesn't win the candidacy or doesn't even get the nomination, the fact that all this is kind of being aired out right now, and we live in such a connected media first time, Mm -hmm. this is, I think, one of the first times, especially with this generation who's always on, always chipped in. We're actually starting to really see this. Like you're googling super delegates, whereas ten right. years ago you were even like, "What are the, I'm mad? Oh, but I, I don't even that. know what these are." Right. Yeah. Now you guys know. Yeah. No. Yeah, so, people are yeah. kind of standing up and doing their own research, and mm-hmm. for the first time, I'm really trying to make make sense of what's really going on in the system that they've just kind of bought into. There's without power questioning. in that, and yeah. that's what we need to harness and tap into. So, if nothing else, if nothing else, you're absolutely right. He's a great catalyst, and like you said, even if, if nothing else happens other than him kind of starting this wheel, it's it's hopeful yep. that he's doing the right thing for that. Yes, like. It's like, where are you going to throw your chips? You're going to put your chips on red or you're going to put your chips on black? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, if you're putting your chips on Trump, you're moving things in a certain direction. Yeah. If, you're, if you're putting your chips on Bernie, you're moving things in a certain direction, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, 
yeah, you know, Trump isn't going to be the end of the world, and Bernie's going to not going to be the savior of everybody. But are you going to vote for what Trump stands for? Or are you going to vote for what? I mean, like, where where are you aligning yourself, and what direction do you want well, things? There's to the thing, in, though. There's a know? third option, and that's what what I think a lot of people are pushing is like start just be in the revolution now. There's a revolution happening already in, in like not just in the streets, but also in just um, organizing and working with the youth. Like, if if Donald right, Trump right, becomes true. president or Bernie Sanders becomes president, I'm still going to be like trying to mentor. I'm still going to be trying to change minds mm-hmm. and like out there pushing, you know, and, and all, all the organizers in in an area and across the country. There's a revolution already happening, and we want to make sure that people aren't putting all their chips in a political revolution tied to voting. Because whether or not I would skip voting, I would skip election day if I could just help one kid who needs help with his homework. Because to me, that's more important. Like voting is the least we, we can do. There's so much more we can do. A revolution is already happening. Find out what it is that you're good at that you can do to keep this revolution going, mm-hmm. and do that shit. And no matter who becomes president, right. you, the people have the power, and we need to just remember that and like keep that revolution going. Because a revolution takes so many forms, whether it's self care or just helping some kid who may who may have to resort to crime or some kid who just lost their you know their father to police violence like help those people that's part of the revolution share share that information like inspire people help uplift other people like that's that's the revolution that's happening and i don't want a bunch of su- supporters of this political revolution to be like oh we lost the revolution like no we are the revolution right Wh- whoever wins and yeah. i think bernie gets that and i think a lot of his supporters aren't yeah. quite because you know he even i think he, he even, said it. he's been very vocal about that and he's come out and changed his entire record halfway through his yeah. campaign Saying not me us like that was his big push of that new that new kind of slogan, just saying like listen even if I get elected don't expect shit to change day one like yep. you have to understand how the system works and you have to once I get elected you can't just sit back on the couch and we expect me to do all yeah, this shit I'm you gonna need to your guys help up. all four you years have to keep raising hell the yeah. amount of people that came to that rally for Bernie Sanders yesterday yeah. in Albany seventy five that people. many people showed up to City Hall when Dante Ivy was killed mm-hmm. those cops would all be in jail right now Done. swear to God like I yeah. know for a fact but seven thousand people Done. aren't going to show up for for that incident yeah. but if, if we did we could really change yeah. the, the climate especially locally but also nationally and the fact that those people will come out to see Sanders is great that's important mm-hmm. but come out for you know show yourself for other things with that power the amount of right. uh, bodies in that room not just for Sanders but also for Trump later in the day mm-hmm. that many people cannot go unnoticed and if that many people were on the mayor's lawn or down at City Hall there would be like so it would be done that over night. that yo the immediately be made and the, the be chief gone, of yeah. police would be gone yeah. the, the cops will be fired yep. like this is what they just did in, in Iceland or Greenland I forget they're the same place to me but where they just uh, the Panama I was Iceland the Pan- they, they premier, yeah, shit ton of people just went and stood on yeah. the fucking lawn and the prime minister that dude was done that prime minister night. quit that night that oh, people that's do that's right that's he right. sent like a forward email I was like yeah I'm done people. it's like what are you, oh there's 10,000 people on the lawn oh I quit like yep. that's like kind of that's how it Apparently went like, I that, fucked that, up. Yeah, yeah so the people around here don't know that though you don't see that in the media we can do that want you to know that and if we can get 7,000 people to the armory on two days notice we at 2 o'clock on a Monday yeah, we can do this for yeah. other things, and it doesn't. We don't have to do it every time. Yeah. Not for. We don't even have to do it for every Dante Ivy case because if we do it for one, the, they, the, won't they won't happen. Like, they won't <laughs> right. happen. That's much. how that shit changes. So, yeah. so that's that's all I'm saying. Like a not to mention it's a hometown thing. This shit happened literally Here. blocks away from people yeah, who live. This isn't even. Granted, Bernie Ferguson. Sanders will probably never come back to Albany. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, this shit happens to our neighbors every day, and this yeah. shit should be should gotta, be the other we, way around. Yeah, we got to be mad right. about. It. We got to realize the power that we have just in cl- collectively and organizing. The revolution can happen, and and it shouldn't just happen based on um. Uh, like idols and pillars and, and, and hope that comes in on on ballots mm-hmm. because we, we can we can do this and we can organize in other ways and I just I want that to keep to keep going. Absolutely. I think people are gonna get there. 
Patience is a virtue. If um, anything, this is a really strong first step, right? Uh, right. It's not a first step. It's oh, a strong yeah, it's step. A strong step. For a lot oh, yeah. of people, it's a strong first step. Yeah. yeah. This is the first time. A lot of people who've no. never had a lot of I issue. think a lot of people do want to get to that point. Uh, yeah. But a lot of people need to be woken up, which is why this is a pretty yeah. big deal. Um, I do believe that most people would are good. You know what I mean? Most people are good and they're hardworking people. Um, I think they'll get there eventually. Um yeah, hopefully, yeah, lives depend on it. Yeah, right. for real, absolutely. Uh, cool. Give give them their time, and you know, let them get there. Cool. Well, let me at the end. Let's take uh, let's take our, our first break. We're gonna uh, get into the first block of music. We'll come back with more shice. Uh One thing I was hoping that we could do on the break. We're, when we come back, we're gonna talk about Gene Simmons and NWA. Now, recently, NWA got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, Gene Simmons didn't like it. He doesn't like uh, rap music. He doesn't think rap music belongs in the Rock and Roll uh, Hall of Fame. And I thought tonight we would bother Gene Simmons' son on Twitter. His name is Nick. And his uh, his social media uh, Twitter name is Nick Types Words. I'm going to tweet that out right now. And we just want to, you know, you can tell him uh, hashtag that his dad sucks or just uh, tweet him some NWA oh, lyrics. I thought that would be cool. Uh, so we're just going to bother Gene Simmons' son, Nick, uh, Nick Simmons. And uh, Nick Types Words is his Twitter handle, at Nick Types Words. Yeah, right, Nips. Uh, so I'm going to tweet that out now. So we'll do that. That'll be this week's edition of Beat Shot Bothers. So at Beat Shot Radio, hit us up if you have more questions for Scheist, if you have more questions for True Bernie Sanders. Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, go subscribe to our podcast. Yeah. Oh, and, and add killing them safely to your Netflix queue. Okay. Straight from 12L, where the savages dwell. Isolated, stark, raving mad at myself. All four walls off white and padded as well. My morning orderly look like Patty LaBelle. Fed meds accordingly, I'd rather have an L. I stop taking them, they make me numb. Weeks since I had a pill. The PhD is a No television, cause TV is sad. While I'm living in celebrity rehab. The pyro chick from room 8 loves teabag. But her cell smell be in her cell. She need a beefy bag. Worst time of my life I ever had. But I'm basking the madness, cause the weather ain't that bad. And everyone outside is trying to get what I have. That's how stupid mobs end up dead on the app. But I'll stay here for now. Waste away here for now. Straighten out. Wait till I get out. You're all gonna get laid out. Lay out. Lay out. Visitor, since they dropped me off here, I'm lost here. Constant back and forth with my thoughts here. The mayor's daughter's here, fourth tier secret. Be creeping to my suite on some sneaky freak chick. I ain't lying, kid. Every time I beat it, repeatedly, she could be my ticket out this side show. I know when it comes to daddy's dough, anything goes. He'll pull on every string he holds, and I'm going home. Long shot or not, count down to the order stop. Chaos, marauder plots, water all the corner spots. Bricks back, higher. Chicken or scratch I'm gonna rob drug dealers Smoke pit, drink and rap Know what my therapist thinks of that? Not much He can't speak his chin's crack Cause last week me and him scrapped Another 56 tap Little over a year until I get back Two words Hey, crap Yeah, we 
Form the worm in the apple, rip firm on a scalpel, your skin pops slow. Step fast, hit the gas before the liquor spot close. Chicks in hot clothes, suck dick the cop blow. I know you heard I fuck with them hoes, but it's not so. If not, I don't recall for all, I know I did it all. So if I did, I did, and I ain't sorry, lick my balls. Spitting is my calling, I don't spit until it calls. You born to be a pawn and you ain't equipped for the cause. As I control your climate, I engulf the whole environment. All you do is act like you rapping and I ain't buying it. You made me go and quit this shit to come back out of retirement and put a fucking whooping on your ass like it's a requirement. Crawl kite on point, try to align with it. Get choke slammed on your spine and I'm fine with it. Crazy JD had a mission back. We're back in the alley trading hands. Loki Wild Billy with his friend G-Man. Yeah. Waiting for my moment, I was destined to shine. Came a long way from back in the day. Based on the truth, true story. We've been putting in mad time like state bid. State Came a long way from back in the day. Waiting for my moment, for my moment to shine. Type to hit your melon with a hammer, Gallagher. I'm the type to rock the fucking stage hall, Metallica. I write a classic, JD Salinger. I work 365 days a calendar. Been a champion and a challenger. Heavyweight, my goal is to rock a couple shows in every state. 50 G's a piece, that'll be some heavy cake. I don't mean to sound like a petty, fetty face. I need to get my Grammy paper up, feed the family, lace them up, retire in Miami, cut the flow, tape it up, Texas hold them. So races in my my hands to waste the stuff. The river car couldn't even give a take a fuck. Yeah, no, I be that live born citizen. 518's representative. Who's better than me? I make competitors and editors flee. My pedigree is cold steel. I know the real UP sitting down. I'm sitting now. You got hurt on your VI. I'm a jerk. You got murk for your felines. Arriba, dirty. I'm a shicey individual. My watch is kind of pricey. You don't like me. I'm getting rid of you. This is your ending. You was dead before you started. You should quit your pretending. And Motherfucker, don't get me started. I will finish your breakfast. Check you for your lunch money. I crush dummies and said, crush grapes. I'm JD. You want nothing from me. Hold up. Wait, wait for a moment. I was destined to shine. Came a long way from back in the day. Based on the door. True, true story. We've been putting in mad time like a state bid. Came a long way from back in the day. Wait for a moment. For my moment. 
Get your money up. Some ugly fucks need faceless and tummy tucks. Ball me up. You won't see me looking jiggy. But see me with some hookers in the city getting gritty. Like, damn, that shiggy. Never should have let a man fucking all the bitches. Smoking up all the medicine. Oblivious to what you started. Stomach turning. Check your bladder. I don't think you know the shit you're in. You get it? Probably didn't. Another credit probably shit it when I spit it for like five or six digits. I'm whiter than a redneck in a truck, dude. We're tighter than Blair Underwood and Crush Groove. I can't wear must lose. That's why I buck tools at these motherfucking fools and bust moves. You heard that? You got that? Always see an eye, eye, bitch. Is your feeling? Son, son, son. I don't put it out. I don't put it out again. Son, one time. I come and see the I gotta get it, yeah. I burn that herb till I get pale. Inhale, I start resembling fish scale. What's the deal? Ain't nothing on me, I just came to change shit. No more getting brains in the whip from a lame chicken. Straight dimes. My name climbs through grapevines, you fake dimes. How you ain't hit a fucking thing and busted eight times. I pick a moving target off from 30 yards. Pay me haze and dirty jaws for an extra 30 balls. Bipolar, SAD, OCD. 531 joints, no CD. These faggots don't be knowing me, so don't be thrilling me. I'm strapped. Let me introduce you guys to my artillery. Be about my enemy. Change all my negative energy to a shell in the semi. Killing the any, any. Got an attitude problem. They say that he ungrateful, but look at where the gratitude got him. Son, son, I don't put it out. I don't put it out again. Son, one time. I come and see the I gotta get it, get it. Good. I'm a piece of shit, be shitting on peace. I'm like X, have a chicken bitch, gritting the teeth. Once I get this in there, I ain't buying a new bed. 
Stay foursome to drink a cup of piss like shit trying to extort them. It happens sometimes. They rap with punchlines. This shit is crunch time. Save that bullshit for the punchlines. Gentlemen, welcome back to Beach Out Radio at Beach Out Radio on Twitter. We're here with uh, Shice Cronkite, our special yeah. guest. Yeah, uh, we took him back. Yeah, we took him way yeah, back. You're dead. Sheesh. I feel old. <laughs> uh, how many uh, albums? Uh, so let's see if Shice knows this. How many albums do you have? How many albums have you? Oh, dang. Uh, one, two, three, four. This could take a while. Six. Get the Jeopardy music here. Seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> oh my god. Double digits already. Yeah. Uh, Eleven. 12. We're, up, we're up to 98, by the way, at this point. So. <laughs> yeah, we got, we're up like 15 or something like that. Jeez, that's really crazy. Four of them being the Climate Control series where you drop four albums, one every four. Oh, that was the first yeah. four. Not well, uh, well, I got through it. I was like, uh, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> <laughs> so if you got 15 yeah. songs, right? And you Work think, harder. And you think, yeah, do more. Like, do, maybe not 15 <laughs> albums, but like, I know <laughs> people who have like less than 15 songs and they're like we're running this shit in Albany it's right. like no, that's bro. the shit that cracks me up we're be like yo I'm putting in work up here in Albany I'm, in, I'm where? like where? where? And somebody where? else's beats yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 they're rapping over shice beats they don't even know it would <laughs> <laughs> be happening sometimes <laughs> oh, and he produces it's not like for real it's not yeah, like he's just bit. getting beats from cats yeah, or you engineer too right uh, well myself somebody, somebody told me they, they did a song with you and you were like no I'm Engineering my own verse and sending it to you like I'm not doing it. Somewhere. Yeah, I do that <laughs> for real. Do your own. Yeah. Thing. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm super OCD about it. You know what I mean? And it'll That's drive peace. me nuts after the fact. And I've had a lot of people screw it up bad. True you know what I mean? That. So who we got in the check-in? Speaking about a lot of people, uh, people that do screw ups. <laughs> nah, we got uh, PJ Cats on the check-in. Of course, uh, we oh, got boy. Ada on the check-in. Shout out to five one eight BLK. They about to do their uh, their launch party next month. I caught her down oh, at Levels, levels yeah, yeah. this Saturday, and they're doing their launch party soon, too. I want to be com. Shout out to uh, Scout, El Sphinx on the check-in, Laura Weimer, Moondog, Chris Scully, Matt Murray, Casey Orcutt, Amanda, and she just got an apartment, so big ups to Amanda. Yay. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Josh, Mike Street, Tara, DJ Nameless, Alaska. Dan Hogan, MC Graffiti, Al, Kleana, Albany Social Justice Center. Hey. They just All hosted right. a uh, Cami meeting tonight. Uh, shout out to Cami. Yeah. True and I were down there. Yeah, Check I know. I, yeah. know I know. I know. I know. Uh, shout out to Electric B. He gave a shout out to Taina for singing the South African National Anthem on oh, the podcast two weeks ago. Which was subscribe amazing. to our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Dan Beck, one of the best drummers ever. Uh, Lindsay, Josie. 
Melissa Fleck, Jackie Williams, da- Dolly Sanchez, Abby Melinda, Defiant. She, what's up, Defiant? We got to go get that dranky drink. And speaking of dranky drinks, shout out to Albany Distilling Co. Of course, we need they more rock. whiskey. Yo, quick Defiant story. Uh, I saw him at the uh, Kung Fu show that uh, that True and Paul Nice and Nate DeGrate did. Uh, right. Was it Friday? And uh, he's like, yo, I got something to contribute to Trunk Bar. Because sometimes people will just come up to me in the street. <laughs> and like, and like give, oh, people shit. will come up to me and they'll see me out and be like, oh, I got something for, for Trunk Bar. And they'll just like, give me a bottle to put in the trunk. So I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah let's go get it. He had, he had to leave a little early. So he, he runs out to his car and he just brings me a sleeve of Solo Cups. <laughs> and I'm like, Are they the red ones or the blue ones? The red ones. All right, and I'm just like, that. thanks, thanks. I really, you know, I really appreciate it. I didn't eat cups, but I, I was I don't know what I was expecting. You thought it was going to be a bottle. I thought it was going to be a bottle of whiskey. That's actually really, the cups are really, the cups they're, are cor- clutch. It's, they're, clutch. they're integral. They're clutch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially to start it off, because after you have the first two drinks, you'll just drink out of anything. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to get the night going. I'll be sipping shit out of my hand like, how much for just a little bit more. Shout out to Defiant. Who else we got to check it? Was I that? gave them all. Oh, we got it. We, we yeah, ran through them. Yeah, sweet, sweet, we sweet. ran through them. Nice. A lot of people are uh, definitely bunch. checking in. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Uh, our our Twitter is blown up at Beach Out Radio. Uh, hit us up if you have more questions for Shiest. Uh I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about sleep apnea. Okay, that's serious. Oh uh, yeah. So do you do? You, uh, first off, who in here has, suffers from sleep apnea? I did. Myself. I have less. You of have it. less, but Way you, you less had it. Of it, yes. Okay, you had it. I, I suffer from it. You have it. Okay. Uh, I was sleep here a couple of. About a week and a half ago And True said he heard me in there Snoring like a dog And then he said He didn't hear anything He thought I was in there dying yep. So yeah, yeah I have a- it Anybody else? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I don't have it Even though there's been a couple points Like like a few handful of times in my life Where I felt like I couldn't breathe While I was sleeping Oh okay And then woke up Okay. But I don't know if that That's counts as sleep think, apnea. Well, Corey puts a pillow over your head. Like, no, I can't do the time. She says this weak forearms. So. <laughs> Damn. Not tonight, Nate. You got lucky. <laughs> One more day. Are you you sure woke up too early. Sleep like a baby. You don't even know. I think I had it once. Okay. Or I might have been drunk. Uh, let's, <laughs> right. <I> <laughs> let, let's talk about what it is for people. An app for that. For people who don't know, what sleep apnea is. Uh, do anyone want to pitch it, or we just go right ahead? All right. So it's just like it's it's a sleeping disorder. Where uh, essentially the person will stop breathing in their sleep, uh, and, and this can go on for minutes. Uh, when I when I first found out I had sleep apnea, and I think a lot of people find out this way, but it's like when you you know you become an adult and you're having like adult sleepovers, and then someone's like, "Hey, Did uh, say adult sleepovers." Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a, <laughs> nah, yeah. a rated, version, the PG yeah. version. And then somebody's like, uh, "You died in your sleep uh, last night. You just stopped <laughs> breathing for four minutes. Uh, does that happen?" And then you don't know because you're fucking asleep. Like you're asleep. You, know? you have no How'd idea. You know? um, shout out to Matt Murray who was on the check. Yeah. He had an incident recently where he had a seizure in his sleep, yeah. and the doctor suspected this has been happening for years, but it didn't. But he never gets oh. laid, so he found out. <laughs> oh, shit. So he oh, found shit. Oh, oh, oh shit! Oh shit! Shout out to Matt so Murray. He uh, no, wait a minute. He gets laid now. Oh, God. Shout out to wait, wait, Matt, Matt Murray and Amanda. Oh my God! Why did you? <laughs> you just blowed up spot. Oh, so no. What my happened bad. was he was on a he was on a camping trip, and they're just like, you just. Do you even know what you just did in your sleep? And then he ended up, uh, you know, he ended up finding out that he, he had something that he had to get checked. But it's similar to sleep apnea because a lot of people don't know because you're unconscious and you might wake up and feel like completely. This is what happened to me. I would wake up and be like, "Did I even sleep?" Right. Because your your body will jolt you awake once the oxygen shuts off, so you will never get a full REM cycle. You don't get 90 minutes. You sleep in like 10 minute clips, yeah. and then your body wakes you up, so you gasp for air, and then you go back to like little pseudo sleep. So there are people who have this, um, 
and there are children who have this who are like fucking up in school and stuff mm. and no one knows because if they're not getting checked on and they're not, or if they're not sleeping in close proximity you might be like why is you know why is Tyrone fucking up in school or acting up it's because he's been sleeping in nine minute clips for the last right. five years right. you know so no. it's something important to check and yeah. uh, you if you you know you can go to a sleep there's sleep centers where you can get it tested mm. but just, yeah, just like Peter's you know, Hospital sleep if, mm-hmm. if you want to know just like you can record yourself and do it uh, and see because you, you want to know and there's really no way to know if you're asleep so mm-hmm. true tell me about your experience with it and uh, how you were able oh, to resolve goodness. it um, so I don't know it was bad okay next person yeah <laughs> good story <laughs> he's experiencing it right now oh, <laughs> true it was, right it was awful wake up yeah no so I had it um, I, you know I've had you know people tell me that I would stop sleeping stop uh, excuse me stop breathing during, I was during sleep <laughs> and um I had health care for a little while and I had it went to go find out what was wrong with me and uh, they put me on medication uh, to help me with my breathing and uh, it was prednisone. Um, this is a steroid? Which is like a steroid, yeah. It's almost like the a large oral version of what somebody would take if they have asthma and they're oh, hitting, right. hitting an inhaler. Right, because you can't use an inhaler while you're asleep. Correct. So I would take this and uh, it would open me up and I would usually take it before I go to sleep. But I, I'm still not getting a good night's sleep because um, it is still a steroid. Mm-hmm. So it makes, you know, it makes your body active. It makes you, you know, makes you aggressive even if you're tired. You, you, you eat more. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you're a little bit more uh, grouchy to people. Yeah. yeah, you're a little bit more edgy. So even my taking it before I went to sleep to open me up and to sleep better was still almost like counterproductive. So I wasn't getting good night's sleeps. And I'd wake up still wanting coffee, still wanting something to make me feel like I have to get out of this frozen state of sleepiness. Um, and then ultimately, I went after I got Obamacare, mm-hmm. uh, I went and I had like a, a CT scan. And what I learned was that I had um, a deviated septum. Mm-hmm. And that was contributing to my poor sleeping habits. Um, So they got me off the prednisone. Well, I had a procedure done where they straighten out my septum and they also shave down my turbinates, which is the ventilation system in your nose um, that allows more oxygen to your brain. Um, And then once that cleared out everything, uh, they slowly weaned me off of prednisone and now I'm sleeping better. Um, I mean, I was having pressure headaches while I had this. So what I've... What I experienced in sleep apnea was complicated by having a deviated septum. However, um, a lot of people have it because of weight, uh, because of their diet. Um, oftentimes, it's related to stress. Uh, they, you know, there's a statistic out there that says somewhere in the neighborhood of 78 percent of men of men of color mm-hmm. have sleep apnea. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Uh, I don't know how these two people died, but they died very close in you know in my age bracket, you know, which also was kind of like a trigger for me, where I like ran to the hospital. I was like, you know what, this is crazy. What was the girl's name from um from from Eight Mile? Hillary. Uh, Swank. Swank. No. Oh no, the girl that was oh, also in Clueless. She, she died, right? Uh, she died in her sleep. Not Hillary. 
Somebody it wasn't something. Someone help us with that connection. Or she was in Beverly Hills 90210. What, what was no. she else? No, she was in Clueless. You're right. She was in Clueless, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. She was yeah, like yeah. the. I oh, name. She was like. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. are yelling at their radios right yeah. now. Or, yes. what, what do people listen on? So she Transistor radio. She died in her sleep. She died in her sleep. 43 years old. Right, same man. age as me. Shortly thereafter, Sean Price died in his sleep. Yep. I don't know. Same yeah, thing. You know. Same shit. That's right. Yeah. Same so, thing. like, honestly, those were genuine wake up calls for me. I mean, I was already going through, like, some. You know stuff, but they were like triggers for me, and I literally went and got my stuff looked at because I got scared and nervous. Because yeah, I if know you get blackout drunk or high on something, and you have sleep apnea, yeah. your your little like emergency thing that wakes you up won't work, and some people will just suffocate in their right. sleep, and and you know and that's it. So yeah, no, it's super serious, especially if you have it, and and if you don't know it, and then you're somebody who might drink too much or just get high one night or get knocked unconscious, and next thing you know, your body can't kick you uh, awake to uh, to breathe. Um, you mentioned and and true, we should mention true is not 400, 500 pounds. Like this, this affects people who are not yeah. just overweight. It's kind of a, a myth that it only affects people who are overweight. So everyone should kind of check this out. But uh, it disproportionately affects men, uh, especially younger men. And once you uh, apparently once people reach the age of fifty, it also happens to women and men at about the same rate. But uh, er, like earlier on, it it predominantly impacts men, but it also can impact women. And I read that in the NFL, uh, those guys are like the big linebackers and stuff. They immediately get tested for this because a lot of them go into it and they don't know they have it and uh, there's a surgery that they can do specifically for them because they don't want them to lose weight they want them to be 300 pounds right. they will where they will oh, wow. remove the back of their tongue so that uh, oxygen air can continue to, oh, to flow because right. so, yeah. a lot of times yeah, when they it, remove the uvula my father the had that tongue done and that part of the soft palate the whole mm-hmm. my father had that whole procedure done because his snoring was so loud that my mother never slept uh-huh. and she has like a two-hour commute to work every day so she had like apnea like secondhand apnea yeah. <laughs> no, she can't sleep. It was so bad. Like, my father, like, he slept with a bullhorn, and oh, he was, like, yelling God. the whole night, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he had the same exact procedure you're talking about, and now yeah. she's, like, checking on him to make sure he's alive. He sleeps right. so quietly. Sleep. Yeah, yeah, it changes yeah. your whole demeanor because, you know, a lot of these these uh, athletes, even that have it done, they are now performing better because they're getting good night's sleep, and they didn't More know this whole oxygen. time. But the NFL, they have the money for that, and they're just, like, the first thing they do is, like, you got a 350-pound guy you need to run around all day. Let's make sure you can breathe right. Let's yeah. cut his tongue off. Like yeah. you don't have health. Like you don't have health care. You're you're in yep. a poor community. You're stressed out. You're yep. drinking. You're That's overweight. You have a poor about. diet. You got, you know, um, clogged up arteries. All of these different factors that affect your sleep pattern, and you can't even go and find out like what's going on with you because you can't afford health care or proper health care or don't Brittany even. Murphy, thank you, Brittany Elspeth. Murphy. Oh, Brittany Murphy. Oh, Brittany Murphy. Uh, That's right. Thank That's you, right. Brittany right. Murphy. But yeah, Beverly and, Hills nine zero two one zero, and you can't. She was in Blue Lagoon, right? Get out of here. She was in tons of shit. She was in She was in Clueless. Sassoon jeans. Get out of here. Anyway. Yo, she wasn't the nerdy girl in Beverly Hills 90210? No. Clueless. Clueless. Oh, yeah, that's it. Saved by the Bell. She wrote Saved by the Bell. Most Wanted. Gatto also had the procedure done. This week, he had it last Friday. Actually, not so, the th- not the tongue the, thing, the nose. No, thing. The, yeah, he had his yep, yeah. and, and uh, shave turbinates. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we should uh, mention. Speaking of Gatto, this can lead to uh, severe like mental illness. Uh, so, oh shit! No. Oh shit! <laughs> I felt bad as I said that. I was like, why? Oh, I take this back. Well, well no, no, because I have sleep apnea, so that's what caused that. Um, no, it can it can lead to. Uh, 
uh, fatigue and depression, and uh, I, I definitely believe it it triggered a lot of uh, like depression that I was experiencing, especially when I was younger and and bigger. Uh, mine is related to weight. So as I've I've gained and lost hundreds of pounds throughout my adult life, and you know the smaller I am, the the better I sleep, and uh, and you can you can just tell like it changes your whole demeanor, and it also makes you ironically less hungry because when you're like not sleeping right, it can trigger hunger, like it can make you. Shit, yeah. yeah. Plus you're getting up in the middle of the night, um, and just like eating uh, It used to I used to write a lot at night Because I could never sleep through the night So Damn, I would like All this shit happened to me Except the writing But Well I would just be up saying, It's like man. I'm gonna do something yeah. You know So I'm Might gonna eat well. and write Or whatever So Damn. like yeah I would just You know And I did this for years Before before realizing what happened And even after I found out I had apnea uh, They were like I wasn't gonna get my I didn't have the uh, insurance To get the surgery So they're like You use a nebulizer So you put the thing on your face This mask on your face And it's right, supposed yeah. to help you breathe And uh, you, you basically This is everyone's experience With a nebulizer yeah. You try it once and never try it again. Like, well, it's <laughs> bullshit. Fuck this. The only right, thing worse right. than like not breathing while you sleep is breathing with a mask <laughs> on your fucking face. <laughs> like, you immediately like, feel like that I want to look like time. I'm exploring yeah. caves and aliens. It's like, like yeah. nah, I'm not rocking this thing. Not exactly quiet either. Yo, I wouldn't. No, I couldn't no, no. even yeah. rock. Quiet. Yo, I couldn't even rock that nose strip twice. Yo, you know the nose strip. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the that breathe right. Snort Breathe right strip. That should kind of fuck you up a little bit. I tried that once. I was I was not doing that again. Yep. Um. So yeah, it can lead to other serious complications, especially over time, because it'll put stress on your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we mentioned before, if you if you OD on something, you just black out. You can actually suffocate in your sleep. Uh, so it's an important thing, and we want to touch on it since it actually impacts like half of the people in here right now. And a lot of people don't know until they get they get checked out. So you can either record yourself sleeping, have someone just sleep in the room next to you if you don't know, um, and you want to check it. And then there's things to do about it. Uh, one being those like those breathe right strips. If it's just like a mild case, you may have a deviated septum. Uh, the, the, a doctor will probably always tell you to lose weight for something. But even if you don't, you can still. Uh, uh, have surgery done if you have, you know, especially if you have insurance, you can get the uh, surgery done to correct it. And you, you'd be surprised getting a full night's sleep when, when you don't know you're missing it. You're like, whatever. And then when you have a full night's sleep, you're like, wow, yeah. this is completely. This is what sleep is supposed to be like. True. You were saying the other day, this is like one of the biggest life changes you made. It for yourself, was right? because they, the doctor said to me, I was breathing. Forget sleeping. I was breathing at sixty-five percent to wow. the point where that became normal. Um, now I've, I'm I'm still catching up to the sleep I wasn't getting. I sleep because I you know I work for myself now. I don't have to get up for somebody else. Um, I sleep on average um, like eleven hours. Oh wow! Yeah. Like but it's all like in the, in the daytime too, because you're like a vampire. Cause yeah, you're, well, no, I go to bed around midnight, one bullshit, and that's bullshit. ridiculous. <laughs> Twelve. You're like in the middle of your set, usually at midnight, one o'clock. Right. No, do I'm I have not, to? Not DJ even, nights. Yo, even during the week, I'm not, not talking about DJ. But you DJ no. four or five nights a week. Yeah, but even during the week, I'm on Facebook at like two thirty three in the morning, and I see True is like the first one. JB's up there for some reason. Yeah. Oh, you know what those are? Me getting up at seven o'clock in the morning to take a leak. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go back to sleep. Right. Well, I don't get up until I'm, eleven. I'm gonna I'm test you. You're gonna be on there three o'clock time. I'm up five o'clock every morning. Yeah, that's true. That's what yeah, yeah, JB's always the first one. Right, I'm just ahead. yeah. You send like the Facebook group message at like four thirty in the morning. <laughs> like guys, yeah. check out this link I found. I know. Yeah, my for real, Jay. Yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. That my shit bad. goes off my, my ear at four thirty in the morning. <laughs> my bad. I am sleeping longer. I'm sure. Yeah, I do take those I, those breaks from sleeping. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. I'm, I'm getting a lot more sleep than I used to. Nice, nice. So cool. I'm glad we're talking about it. Your problem. 
problems. You know, you it, you're, you feel like it's solved. It's cured. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, you're, you were breathing at sixty five percent before. Now you're breathing at one hundred percent. Can you do any cool shit? Can you hold your breath longer than you used to? Can you like run faster or, or something? Jump higher. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I can sleep longer. Can sleep. <laughs> that's, that's the that's best the real power. Yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> just show up. I'll like, take that over anything. X Men Mansion. Right. Like this is what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> I can sleep for fourteen <laughs> hours uninterrupted. Straight through. Yo, um, t- yo, uh, there's something else I wanted to add. I could never when I before I had the surgery, I was never able to blow my nose. Nothing mm. was ever able to come out of my nose because it just stayed up there. Wow. Um, oh shit. That would yeah. drive me crazy. So yeah, eventually, yeah. Um, things were trapped up in my head for so long that I was I was dealing with constant pressure. So I was always having like headaches and, and tearing. Yep. Um, so once they did the surgery, they started pulling like I swear like dragons and <laughs> and like HRR Geiger aliens out of my face. <laughs> oh, I mean, it was shit. the craziest stuff. Um, now what I do is uh, I do a nasal rinse, so I can just like shoot like a saline solution yeah. up. Little, kinda, little, pot, little kinda kinda pot, little like, yeah, action. Yeah. Kind of hold it there for a minute and then just shoot everything out. And my head, but I don't have headaches anymore. Nice. I can breathe. I can close my mouth, go to sleep, take like a full breath with my nostrils and not my mouth, mm. which I couldn't do. Yeah, before. I told you. I, I was talking to you about this when you first told me about it. I have always had sinus issues since I was a kid. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I still have an entire Kleenex stuck in like my <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> my parents are like, yeah, it'll, it'll just dissolve there. or whatever. Fuck it, and it's I guarantee it's still there. So I'm definitely gonna check out this right on for sure. Yeah. Should. Uh, shout out to the eight people that tweeted us, Brittany Murphy. That was uh, thank, thank you guys, guys are the real heroes. Thank you. <laughs> Brittany you Murphy are. tweeted us like it's me. <laughs> you are the MVP. <laughs> Too soon? Uh-huh. No. Yeah. But I mean, she was she was great though. She was the shit. <laughs> she was. She was cool. Um, Gene Simmons, NWA. We uh, before the break we talked about how <laughs> NWA had recently been this inducted right here. into the uh, Hall of Fame. Actually, let me read a little clip from a, a brief news clipping. Uh, last month, uh, Gene Simmons sparked controversy by telling Rolling Stone, "I'm looking forward to the death of rap." On Friday, this past Friday, not gonna um, happen. MC Ren and Ice Cube called out Hold Simmons. Breath, you, uh, you know what? It can't happen. Shice has like six more albums. To Stick around, Shice. So much time. <laughs> real. Uh, so MC Ren and Ice Cube called out Simmons for his comments during their induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Simmons fired back online, and then him and Ice Cube were going back at it, and basically. Um, he was, uh, Gene Simmons was saying that uh, hip hop is not rock music, and it therefore should not be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And also that he just doesn't appreciate uh, rock music at all. Uh, so, uh, and he went on to say, when uh, this is Gene Simmons, he goes, when let's see, when Led Zeppelin gets into the Rap Hall of Fame, then you'll have a point. Which, sure. well, first, is there a rap? There is, first of all, no, <laughs> there is no Rap Hall of Fame. Sounds like. There is a. It sounds like all lives matter. There's a hip- it, does. it really does. Honestly. That's what this is. There's a hip hop hall of fame in in uh, Harlem. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's Look, okay. But that's I mean, still like not listen, the same thing. Like it's listen. not the, the same rock thing. hall of fame. It's I mean, it's like thing. it's like it's like a, it's like the one of the only thing to do in Cleveland. <laughs> it really the, is. The whole, it's like the it. only thing, right? Because Cleveland's kind of terrible. But listen, like it's. <laughs> If you look at just the accomplishments of NWA in general mm-hmm. and the, the kind of crossover appeal that they had, they're one of the first rap groups to really have that crossover edge. Mm-hmm. Dude, they... First ballot. 100%. I, I know Gene Simmons is kind of like the... 
I don't know. Fuck Gene Simmons. Yeah, well, honestly, yeah, honestly, he's like, honestly, fuck Gene didn't Simmons. Didn't he eat man. like live? He eats yeah, live dude, animals and shit on yeah, snow. Yeah, no, no, that's not the Oz They're all the same to me. Same shit. Yeah, but I mean, you know what? I know he's the tongue. He's the tongue. Let's go. He considers himself to be kind of like the rock god. Yeah, he's like the speaker for rock music, and I get that. Yeah, because Kiss is Kiss. I get that. Man, I got like four records. I mean, Shice made four records right now. He's releasing them on his phone right now. Beginning of the show. <laughs> I mean, I can understand if it was Aerosmith or Rolling Stones who are continuously still making right. records and songs and selling yeah. out shows Kiss and having roller coasters in like after the nineties, and we're just like, yeah, we're good, fuck it. We're just going to reality TV shows now. The thing, the thing, you know, I read his the article where he was talking all this bullshit, right? right. Um, and here's the thing: this is what I learned in college. Okay, I took a, a music class in college, and my professor was like this ill dude. He actually was the engineer on like the Moog synthesizer. Oh, cool. You know, um, Bob Moog. Herbert Deutsch, I think, was his name. And he taught me something pretty, pretty amazing. You know, he had us listening to all these crazy sounds and records and he had us listening to like theremins and weird shit and um like so all your teacher these did a lot of drugs is what you're saying maybe yeah but 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 the thing that i that i recognized in that class is that music doesn't have to follow a particular format you know music can be anything any combination of sounds any weirdness you know i could sit here and like scratch vinyl with a needle <laughs> yeah and you know what and you know what i did you know what i did i brought at one point i brought my turntables into class and i, I did a DJ routine and he was blown away and, and he saw he saw the musicality in it he saw that this was something that was musical mm-hmm. this was like Mr. Holland's opus <laughs> <laughs> it really like, how do I reach these kids <laughs> <laughs> like like the dude was was real ill man and he loved it and you know and so I learned in that class that that, that a true musician is really going to have an open mind right and and one thing that Gene Simmons demonstrates in this article is he really doesn't have an open mind to any to, mm, to no. like if you don't have an open not mind My, to hip hop you're not you're not really an artist you're it's not the same, a musician the same, okay. I have a question alright did Ace Freely or Peter Chris or the actual musicians musicians that were in the band mm. Yo, I know have, for a fact have comments like Peter Chris Gene, is a fantastic drummer yeah he for a f- I know for a fact he's played on like crossover like funk almost Say, kind who's of Pe- who's Peter Chris just for, oh, for he's Kiss. the drummer for Kiss there's four musicians I, I thought there was, was only three I don't there's know four if, of them, yeah. oh which, what did Gene which Simmons makeup, play which makeup bass. did he wear did he play bass bass and singer was he the cat oh okay I felt <laughs> I felt like he just sang <laughs> wait he, he sang and played bass who's the drummer uh, Peter Chris Peter Chris I, I he was the cat oh he was the cat he was the cat and there's been other drummers since but I mean. This is just some ignorance. I'm just, like, yeah, I'm just wondering just like, the rest of, what the, what was the sentiment from the rest of the crew. I guarantee well, yeah. they're not stupid enough to say some shit like that. It wasn't yeah. in the article. I know and that. The article up, I like, read, it wasn't like, in there. It's like it's like um uh, uh we all know this. Like hip hop and punk, they grew up together. Yep. Yep. You know, there were two countercultures that were born at the same time in different climates in different areas. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, which and and they're you know they're it's counterculture music. You know, right. so is rock. Punk is that. Hip hop is yeah. that. You know, doing what you can with what you have. 
Um, and at that time too, like when, when Kiss really kind of stopped being significant, is when you saw the kind of the rise of hip hop. It was like late eighties, mid late eighties yeah. is when they stopped real being relevant. And this is when you saw a lot of crossover. Uh, maybe he's like, mad. Why are you that, mad, son? Why are you mad? Twenty five years. Son? You know? <laughs> but like I, that's where it comes into. Like there's other artists. He can't sit there and just be butthurt and say like, well, rock is dead, so fuck everything else. Because people like Aerosmith had that fucking cross. They did walk this way with right. You know they had that crossover sure. hit. That was yo, like how, right. yo, yo, Twitter back is back blowing up with that right now. Anthrax. You know, Sphinx is talking about that right now. Really? Yeah, that's and, what I'm saying. Yo, Anthrax and Public Enemy yeah. toured for like two years. That was right. the first time. Right. That was honestly, if I think about it, that was probably one of the first times I heard hip hop. Right. Oh. Was that song? And I get that. I get that from people. That shit. I get that. Yep. Yo, because I listened. I grew up listening to shit like Kiss and all that who shit. Did Onyx, was, who did Onyx tour with? And it was a rock group. I forget. They toured with someone. Oh, yeah. Um, um, damn. It, it was like one of those. Was it Fred Durst? Was it one of those it was joints? One, it was one of those early kind of alternative, like, like, like kind of like Faith Linkin no Park, but before. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Fred Durst. Uh, it was probably Fred Durst. Was it? His was Lip Biscuit? Lip oh, Biscuit. Yeah, that's that. Nah, it was that movie. The soundtrack for that movie, Judgment night right right love that right. Shit. i think i think I love they, they were on that with biohazard biohazard yo and who are yo who are they to like come down on this you know what i'm saying the way they it's, dress right they, right like they were pretty much doing it right. Were, yeah. right it's just fucked up you know man it's, it's like it's just him he's literally just butthurt well let's expand yeah. Yeah. a little more like is, is it rock like do, does it have to be rock like is rock really just rock music or does rock mean something bigger than just rock and roll it's music all encapsulating genre. You know, I think it is. I think his opinion obviously is much more narrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. What rock is? Now, you I, know what? No, I wouldn't say if NWA, if I had to put them in one genre, it probably wouldn't be rock. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't exclude him from from it. the rock and roll hall of fame. Right? Yeah. Shit. Shice been doing songs with, and performing with rock and roll bands for fucking years. Yeah. Shit. That's oh, how we got a name co- for ourselves true. out here. That's they true. coexist. The two worlds are yeah. hardcore people yep. around here in hip hop. Is yep. Thank you. Anonymous. Yeah. Exactly. And we have a Fantastic hardcore scene around here. <laughs> Miles uh, Davis and Led Zeppelin and or Def, um, uh, uh, Pink Floyd are Pink synonymous. Floyd, yeah. yeah. All right. It's just yeah. it's just ignorance. It's the same people that say Kanye West is a musician because they just don't appreciate hip hop. They, they don't appreciate right. shots fired. They don't, yeah. Shice. People say that shit all the time. <laughs> you know, I, didn't, I didn't mean to put you on spot, but I mean like people say that shit like he's not a musician. He's not a genius. How dare he say this shit? Until they sit down and try to produce hip hop and realize this is a fucking art form. Sampling is a fucking art yeah. form. Mm. Scratching is a Nate. fucking art form. Yes. You had. A, oh, I thought you had a, uh, something else to add. I probably did. I, when we were talking about, I, I remember reading in the article that, um, you know, he was also talking about some of the other New York City, because I guess it's Kiss out of New York City. Is that the deal? Detroit. Uh, Detroit. Uh, oh, Detroit they're, they're out of City, Detroit? Man. Oh, my bad. Well, anyway, like, there, there was something else in that article where he was actually talking a little sideways about the Ramones and some of the, some of the early punk groups. Are you oh, kidding wow. me? A little side, yeah. Good like, or snarky, bad? Some snarky, yeah, yeah, oh, snarky. Some snarky. He's throwing a little shade if at some of those early punk groups. Uh, if you've ever watched any of his show, real okay. quick, El Sphinx, I just want you to know this is like 30 seconds. Uh, it's like shit. So don't think I said Biohazard after you posted it because I didn't say it and someone else said it. Okay, yeah, whatever, whatever, yeah, go ahead. whatever, whatever. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. JB stops like, the show for the worst shit. <laughs> no, because he's like, yo, you'll, I don't get care. This, nope. you'll get this five minutes after the discussion. Don't I care. Won't. 
<laughs> Whatever. We said it first. You were just you're just a follower. That's right. There's like a four know. minute delay. So fuck Stop that. Delay. Yeah. Delay. So we got delay. Brittany Murphy way before so you guys. We're going to make you feel better. Yeah. Pre-recorded. We, we did this Monday. Night. We're eating brunch right now. Yeah. <laughs> How's your guys' Monday going? Yeah. It's noon. That show Mana. we did. <laughs> that show we did Sunday. I got was the waffles. Yes, thank you. Thank you. We're gonna meet Bernie Sanders tomorrow. Yeah, I can't uh, wait. What are you guys doing? <laughs> and look, by the way, I would have put Eric B and Rock him in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame way before yeah, NWA. But yeah, yeah, whatever. Like Gene Simmons is, is just I would put the roots there. <laughs> roots for oh, sure. Hell, oh, weird? hell yeah. You know, no, hell roots, yeah. I mean, I don't know what the if it's like being a professional athlete where you have to technically be retired to go into it. I don't know like what the style. No, it's like twenty years after whatever like your last it's, release. Or yeah, something. it's, it's got to be oh, something. Okay. The roots first Maybe off, never get in. Be a long time for you, Long time. The roots. I mean, roots are first ballot for me. I think. Hurry put them records. First and second ballot. So there's these overtones of racism in there too. And I'm and this isn't a stretch. I mean, he says he wants rap death. He wants right. the death of rap, and then he, he wants to exclude these these black artists from the Rock and Roll, Roll Hall of Fame. So Ice Cube tweets out, um, you know, what about Chuck Berry, Little Richard, Chubby Checkers, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. says, uh, and this is a statement to the New York Times from Ice Cube. I never thought I'd say that sentence. Yeah, uh, but he says, there. rock and roll is not an instrument. It's not even a style of music. It's a spirit that's been going on since blues, jazz, bebop, soul, rock and roll, R&B, heavy metal, punk rock, and yes, hip-hop. Damn. Rock and roll is not conforming to the people who came before you. That's like what you were saying, True. Mm-hmm. It's like not, you know, just not Conformist music, yep. and I also That's wanted to—I I wanted to add to that list because Chuck Berry is often um, mentioned and kind of credited with being like the uh, one of the originators of rock and roll. If, mm-hmm. if you thought Elvis Presley, you were like absolutely wrong. Don't, like, don't speak <laughs> yep. to me. Read a book. Uh, but Actually, there's, rock and roll is there's crack a, oh, and read blunts. <laughs> what? No, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> uh, there's a, there's a, a woman named uh, uh, Rosetta Tharp, uh, right. uh, who's who's really often overlooked for Chuck Berry, sister Ros- Rosetta Tharp, and she was actually a queer black woman, mm-hmm. and she is is accredited with starting rock and roll 10 years before even Chuck, Chuck Berry. Berry yeah. She was doing shit with a guitar that people hadn't really done. Yeah, she shredded, dude. Yeah, she's so like, fucking good. So she these, was incredible. these are precursors to rock and roll. And to yeah. say that rap artists should be excluded from that when when black artists originated rock and rock is a precursor to rap and was inspired by blues and all those other things that I, that Ice Cube mentioned, I think is just bullshit. And I think that, mm-hmm. um, like like what you said, uh, Struce, that uh, Gene Simmons is just like bitter and he felt something. At the, the core way. of it, he's a 60-something-year-old white dude. Yep. With right. There was money. no Kiss movie this year, but there was an NWA movie yeah. that came in. That's, together, that's what he yeah. wanted. His, his rally show probably got canceled. No yep. one gives a shit about him anymore. Yep. He had to make some fucking headlines. Yo, uh, yep. let, let me they probably this. have an album or a tour this year, which is why they did it in the first place. <laughs> yep. Who cares? That's and yo, I'm going to say yeah, this. We're giving it too much attention. I'm going yes. to say this. I'm going to say this. I was a fucking Kiss fan when I was a kid, yo. They were doing some weird shit. dropped the mic. It's because you had sleep apnea, and you were just like, I don't know, this music just really resonates with me. <laughs> now he can breathe fine So he's like Fuck right. that Yeah <laughs> Alright so here's the Okay Okay so I'm gonna say this I think that Eight to nine times Out of ten Somebody's hating on hip hop There is racism involved mm-hmm. yep. And I think that Four to five times No Six to seven times They struck Out of <laughs> No 4.3 over 8% <laughs> Carried by the Instagram 5% of the time That people are hating on On hip hop It's actually an age thing It's like they've just outgrow- they, they can't get into new music You know they're, That's they, it That's They're it. listening to You know uh, Whatever they were listening to In the 50s yeah. and 60s And they can't get past that if, And ages. I think that if you I, look Yeah at, I think that's yeah. a lot of it and I But I think that racism Plays in more times Definitely than not If you look at, if you look at Every it. generation to generation Generation music change. 
our generation's parents don't get hip hop. Their generation's parents didn't get the Beatles and yep, rock. And they shit. didn't get the rock and roll. The generation before that That's was like right. this jazz shit will never catch on. That's right. You know, it's like in the next generation, like yep. kids that are younger than us listen to EDM and all this shit. The parents are in the car about to pull their fucking hair out because it makes no <laughs> sense. It's, it's foreign. Yeah. And you can't relate to it because it's not something you grow up. It's not something you would identify Transformers with. Transformers having a domestic dispute. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what EDM stands for? That's yes. Like, so I mean, it's a, it's just a generational thing. It's not something you have a yeah. a, a natural reaction in relation to. It's not something you grew up with listening right. to, and it's foreign to you. You can't relate to it. And you're like, ah, oh, I don't I don't like yo, this. My yeah, grandmother thought that uh, Anita Baker and Sade were horrible. That's so crazy. You need what? to talk to her. You need to talk yeah, to her. Well, you my know, grandmother, because she was listening to Billie Holiday, right. Sarah Vaughan. Yeah. Right. But there, there's actually psychological studies. There's psychological studies that say that you, you basically create your, your musical opinions and, and familiarity, whatever you want to call it, are formed between like the ages of like you know, fourteen and like right. twenty four or, that, or yeah. something like that, yeah. and like after yeah. after like twenty six, it's locked in. And that's yeah, yeah, it. right, like, right, right. Exactly. But that's exactly. why that's why people, new Kendrick people. resonates with me because I had a hard time with the first couple of albums because of the production style. Okay, mm-hmm. but the newer stuff yeah. Yeah. I can relate to because he's doing some boom bap. He's doing some of yep. the um, of the neo soul Dilla esque stuff. Yep. But then he's doing the stuff with that's funk yep. with with Thundercat. Thundercat yeah. And I was you know I was and really big at shit. that age listening yeah. to George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic yeah, so yeah. he's like he's like reaching different audiences based on what you're saying right yeah sure yeah definitely because cool. he's a dude who obviously listens to that shit and the people he has in his circle yeah. are people who know that shit and were the original producers of that shit right he's like alright um, so, all right, so right now I'm gonna deal with the 34 year olds yeah. to, to 44 year olds <laughs> on this record you know, you know or whatever that's a smart shit because they're buying records yeah. Shice do you have uh, you have a few rock infused samples and songs that I've heard you on do you uh, have like a preference for like like boom bap stuff or are you cool with like switching it up you said that your your project with Nate is a little different uh, and immediately I was like oh is it like more like rock oriented or what's the difference so no it's really just weird it's just weird we're just, <laughs> we're just all over the place so how do you like how do you feel about like performing over rock stuff and uh, are, are um I'm I'm versatile with it so I can do it um I'll always be more boom bap though okay uh I prefer you on the, on the boom bap stuff, but I've also seen you rock with a band, and I think it works well too. I, well, really, I was performing with a band is a whole other way better, yeah. animal. I love it; it's the best thing to mm-hmm. perform with a live band. Uh, I, I always was hoped you would do like a gold tooth type thing mm-hmm. that Steph Static did, where he kind of took some of his songs and made them more rocky, and they like right. changed the actual vibe of the song. There was a couple times here and there where we were trying to set it up, and just you know, it, it trickled through, it didn't happen. But there's been several times we tried to do that, to start a little band up. Cats was usually somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, for sure. I like when you did one of the EOMs and you catered the set based on I felt like it was a it was like a smooth kind of mm. soulful set I mean because you have such a volume yeah. such a catalog that you were like yo I'm gonna do this joint this joint and I, I felt like they fit the space you know well that's I, that was intentional yeah, yeah. yeah I and think I, uh, you and me did mm-hmm. uh, Albanians. Albanians yeah and was a throw us out there I, rumor is that Cats has a new band <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know. I heard they're all right. They I heard they're all right. We've been called Funk Gospel on EQX for the last two weeks, so we're going to run with that, thump. too. Oh, I thought it was Thump. It is Thump. Oh, it thump. Is we just thump. don't correct them. And you guys are going to be performing uh, May 4th yep. with uh, your uh, opening up or, or headlining. I don't know. Odyssey's coming up with good company, so yeah. either way, it'll be a good show. That's at the Hollow. Uh, tickets available at vshopmusic.com. Good time. I was, just trying to, I was just trying to play a show with Shice, but... Oh, really? Oh, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry. I'm just offering my services. That's a whole time, buddy. Weekend... 
uh, we'll we'll shift gears on this one, but uh, you can tweet uh, Gene Simmons' son at at Nick types words and ask him if his dad's bitter because maybe Nick likes rap music mm-hmm. and he plays around the house and maybe that's why. <laughs> I wish that was Nick it, has an sure. NWA shirt and that's what got this going. So we can ask uh, Nick types words at, on Twitter and see if that's what's up. Uh, let's Shice. talk. About, oh, it's real be- quick, real quick. Oh, yeah. Shice, Larkfest. Yes. PJ Cats. Yes. You. Yes. In the parking lot there when Cats was with the guitar and he did yeah. freaking the Jizza joint. Yep. It's just me and him, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yo. That was one of my favorite. One of my favorite shows ever of of uh, of Shice. That was a they great fucking set. murdered that shit. And, and it was just him rapping. Cats on the guitar. Dope. That never, was it. Yeah, you never really see that. It was so dope, man. Yeah. It was so dope. That was a good time. Uh, it's Beach Out After Dark, it's, so that means we got about 15, 20 minutes left. All right. Uh, we are... Let's talk about bicycles. Uh, Yay, bicycles. Wait, did we do rap? Is my bike punk? Oh, you want to do... We can do... Well, we kind of tied into it. I felt like it, it was tied can, in. Yeah, I felt like it was oh, tied yeah, in. Oh, yeah, I like that. I, let's, let's do... Do you mind if we do that? Yeah, we can do talk we about what? You yeah. want to do the rap racism thing? Yeah, rap racism. Yeah, uh, okay. So, so uh, this was kind of just about how uh, there's... Hip hop has crossed over gener- generationally and also uh, racially, and uh, white culture has definitely uh, they definitely absorb and appreciate and consume hip hop at uh, in mass quantities. But there's also extreme racism existing in white communities. So there's a kind of this paradox paradox that exists where people love uh, hip hop but aren't really a, a big supporters of like stopping racism. Uh, so or uh, athletes, <laughs> yeah, that too. Like you know, you really yeah. yeah the, we are here to entertain. I know super racist people who like root for the Giants. Like they root. For all these black sports players, yes. it's like, but don't you feel weird? Like it's, it's <laughs> how do you? Uh, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't get it. Um, really fucked up. Um, but that's something I, I've seen personally in in the in the local scene where you have people who are just like racist, but they also happen to rap, and it's always like weird to me. It's like you you're, you're dressing in like um, black fashion and you're speaking in like uh, black scent is something that we mentioned on the show description. That was what Iggy Azalea kind of got uh, dinged for. She was like faking this black accent, mm-hmm. and um and you're you're using the culture but not really paying respect to to the people. Uh, how is this something that you know that you think we can address? Uh, Shiest uh, for people who don't know, Shiest is white and he's a rapper uh, <gasps> what damn half our listeners just tuned out yeah. what? what he's white <laughs> he was he was good he too. was good yeah it's too bad <laughs> which name I really like that go off the record like <laughs> Now I've heard Daniel, we've had, back at it again <laughs> with the white man. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Damn. Okay. I don't right. know where it's coming from Stop anymore. Oh. I've never actually heard that. I've never I don't know where that was I've never from. actually heard what that was though. Oh so my God. One thing I always hear from white rappers, and we've had white rappers on the show. Mike Landy was on the show, and like, uh, people they, they always tell me like, oh, like hip hop, I'm white. It's hard to be white rapper. Like, I don't care about that. I want to talk about specifically being a white MC and then like encountering racism even amongst your like family or or even even harboring your own like uh, sentiment and then being like. I'm participating in this culture, but I really just hate like black people in the movie theater or whatever the fuck you're, you know, the thing might be. Like, no, let's not, like. Do you, right. do you ever feel like uh, an outsider in a, you know, in a uh, uncharted land or something? Um, I think I've had more respect for the uh, the music itself and the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally grew up on it uh, when I was a kid. That's what I got into. You know what I mean? Black uh, artists. Yeah, uh, Run DMC. At first, it was like Run DMC, oh, Cool J, their early stuff. But then I got on like Rock Kim and Cool J Rap and stuff like that. And it was just something that always grabbed me. And it was... 
my parents weren't necessarily into a lot of music. <clears throat> my dad wasn't hearing it. My dad was an asshole. Any though, music or just? He wasn't hearing the rap music. Okay. Yeah. I heard the, I don't know why you do that black shit. A few times Okay you know I mean? Yeah so I, That's something I definitely Do you think you got into it Despite your racist dad This is like how White chicks date black <laughs> nah, guys To get right. back at their dad He's he like never, I'm he gonna never be a rapper really had, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No his influence on me Was never that strong Oh okay, so, okay. Yeah um, My mother was, that, My though. mother was always Super supportive And she was actually More musically inclined Than he was um, She's okay. always been All about Whatever I was into You know what I mean Yeah I would see Shai's mom She'd be like Yo he's recording right now <laughs> Yeah. He's in the booth right now. People call her Mama Shice. People walk like, up to her on the street call her Mama yeah, Shice. Yo, Mama yo she's awesome. straight out. She was like, yo, he's recording right now. Yeah. He loves this. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's dope. Uh, but yeah, I have seen it. Um, I have seen a lot of hypocrites mm-hmm. come and go. Um, again, like I said, I just, a lot. I, I just don't. <laughs> shit. To me, it was more about the music of the culture, and I never really threw race in there, as far as from my perspective is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can, like I said, I can definitely, I've seen dudes come and go that are hypocrites like that. Um, I think a lot of people cannot distinguish trend from culture. Mm. Uh, so I think a lot of people that love following trends get involved in the culture that they, A, probably don't know anything about, B, probably don't have any respect for it because of that. You, know? you just defined cultural appropriation. This is something that a lot of people I feel like have a hard time uh, processing or defining, but that's what, you, what you're saying is when you don't appreciate or really understand a culture and you just do it as like a trend or like some, some flash in the pan thing, that is what cultural uh, cultural appropriation is and it's something that's somewhat hard to quantify or, or at least some people have difficulty defining it so um, I'm glad you, you mentioned it uh, in that way, but that, that's what that is and yeah, we, we hate that. I mean, every, who wouldn't hate to see their culture like a Appropriated in that way, and that's why I think Iggy Azalea's career went from right. something to nothing that fast because people recognized it. And I think too, like uh, something that I saw in my own generation coming up, like I listened to hip hop. I same thing. Run DMC was one of the first big groups I got into, and I always listened to hip hop from getting just music because I've always been a musician, and I could always immediately I was just drawn to the beat as a drummer, mm-hmm. no brainer. I was obviously always drawn to that shit, and but I was like I grew up like the 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 turning point of hip hop in my generation was Eminem, and he was probably one of the first white dudes to come through to actually kind of get the respect because he was really good but it also spawned a lot of kids who just didn't know anything about what the fuck they're doing they saw a white dude doing it and that's it, a lot of it came out of that. Absolutely. And then there were all these like white rapper clones that kind of came right. out after. Who were terrible and just had no idea what the culture yeah. behind it was and didn't appreciate it, didn't actually do the research and just try to bite off that. To Eminem's that, credit, he did know though. Right, exactly, he, he exactly. Would, he would actually joke about it in his records yeah. about, about you know, one, his influences he would talk about and they, mm-hmm. they were almost all, all, all black. They were all black. And then uh, he would kind of joke about how he's, what do you say, the best thing since Elvis doing white music, you yeah. know, uh, like to even talk about that I thought was cool and I think that's part of the reason that people were like gave yeah, him a pass it's like absolutely. we don't we, we don't feel like you're just using us no. you're you're part of this culture you're not just a visitor no. in our own land yeah. the you know that whole lyricist lounge thing yeah yeah well lyricist lounge was yeah. actually a circuit it was a it was a hip hop circuit it was once a month um, and it was held at the i think it was the tunnel in new york city hosted by some different people like one time i went slick rick hosted it and he called Eminem up before he was signed he had a little hood on the guy ripped it and everybody I could hear everybody Before Eminem even got up Didn't he have another name? 
Did he have another name before Eminem? Slim Shady. I don't know. Marshall Any, Brothers. Anyway, um, I can hear people in the crowd like, "Yo, th- yo, this is that dude. This is that." Dude. And I remember like the whole. And he got on stage and he just annihilated it. He never took his hood off. He just and I was like, "Yo!" And this, you know, maybe sample that later, Nate. Yo, and two years later or whatever, Dr. Dre grabbed him up or whatever, and it went in a different direction. But he was with that crew. He was with well, that lyricist lounge album came out like after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a track with like Karis One and like a bunch of people out of. But he was with that crew, man. He was with the Most Deaths, the Talibs, the Gene Grays, the Black Thoughts. He was running with all of those cats, man. Like that was his circle. And then you know Dre was like, "Yo, I got I got my Lady Gaga." Absolutely, yeah. So and I think that's that's why uh, Eminem was has kind of gotten a pass from so many people as being a participant in in rap. Yeah, because he actually has skills. Yeah, not just that he has skills. He he understands where the culture came from. Right. I right. think and he and he talks about it and he kind of pays uh, he kind of pushes to it forward a little bit too he yeah. puts it literally in his raps yeah. if anyone's actually listening and doing the research of what he's saying they'll go back and see that shit and be like oh wow and he took care you know to the best of his ability he took care of his crew that yeah. brought him up yeah. you know you know, they weren't him but he did what he could for them you know yeah. my biggest issue with, with Eminem is just like he's still doing homophobia right he's yeah. just so I just feel like he has, he's shown very little growth as an artist and it might be because he started out at, at a high level but it's like there's certain things he's doing that I'm just like why are you still making fart jokes why are you still making fag <laughs> Why are you even saying that and thinking it's funny at this point? You're like 45. Like, just stop it. But that's my. He's so so he's problematic on those level. But Mm -hmm. I never felt like he was uh, pissing on rap culture, hip hop culture. He he, he seemed like he knew his shit. Um, so yeah, so that uh, so that's good. Uh, Nate, you wanted to talk about this specifically. What what, uh, was your experience? I think honestly, I think this has been my whole life. Like I think my life. Who likes hip hop? Well, well, okay, okay. I'm not even going to argue about that because you can you can argue. No, this is this is not. Well, yeah. Listen, listen. This has been my life because I mean, sure, I've been listening to hip hop for a long ass time. I mean, I go back into the early '80s listening to hip hop, right? Um, And when I was growing up, it didn't. It wasn't necessarily all about race. It was about the music, right? And sure, you have your public enemies and you have um, people who, you know, are talking more about race and more about what's happening and the oppression of people and this, that. And, 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 but as a high schooler, I don't think it really registered with me to the, ex- to the extent that it really does now as an adult. And I think that... It's only been Look I'm like 42 at this point Right Mm -hmm. And it's only been A few years That I'm really Realizing How integral And important Race is To hip hop music Mm. And I mean I remember We were all um, In Justin's And we're having this This discussion about Um can you really be part of hip hop if you're not black? Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? Yeah, true, I we're remember ju- it and, too. And I'm like arguing, like, hell no, man, I'm white, but I've been doing this shit for 20 years, and <laughs> blah, 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 I'll be damned if anybody tells me I'm not part of. It. You know, I'm like throwing, I'm like throwing this at. But, but that that conversation really made me take a step back and really think about things and be like. What is hip hop really about, you know? And why does hip hop even exist? Mm. I mean, hip hop is a vehicle to 
a vehicle away from oppression or absolutely so so when you said earlier like when you were younger it wasn't about race it wasn't about race to you but, right but to, right but exactly. to, to a whole generation of black people who really had no voice right and this goes back um to, to slavery really when you have no voice right and music has become that, that outlet right. and, that, and that way to have that voice right. from negro spirituals all the way up to nwa arguing with gene simmons like rap was the voice of that generation right and it, for people who are especially oppressed people who don't have a voice we're not on the news like we're, right. we don't, we're not represented in tv we we have we had music we had turntables we didn't have guitars we had mics and turntables and right. if you didn't have that you got a lunch table to tap on and right. you can make music and right. i think that's why it was always about race to people of color but when you're when you're white and you're just you don't realize observing you're just like oh this is this is just something it's not about race it's just something cool for me to consume right right exactly and and it's just so like i said it's just been within a couple of years that i'm that i'm realizing that i can't really show respect to hip-hop if i'm not showing respect to the entire black you know black experience and black people in general you know what i mean i love it make a, give yourself a clap sound for that uh, really like okay that. okay okay really like wait, wait 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 no. i want to damn daniel. daniel and a clap <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, I, anyway. I agree. I think that's super important to say, like, you yes. to not just pay respect to the music. You don't get yes. to pick and choose. And uh, I forget. I think it was Azalea Banks who said, uh, like, what if what if black uh, what if white people loved black people as much as they love black music? Wow. And like to just say, oh, wow. I like this about black people, yeah. or I like that they wear their hats backwards. I'm going to take that. And it's like, uh, I like uh, w- w- like the uh, hair, like the braids. Yeah. What is the, the, one of the Jenner people is now like using cornrows all the time. All right. And it's like, oh, I like this. Does, but, doesn't Bieber yeah. have uh, dreads right now? Or Oh God! Really please tell me Justin Bieber doesn't have dreads. Yeah, he has dreads. Check no. this out. Check this out. Yeah, this like is why. This I is like why. Bamboo earrings. Just to find, but you can't just pick and choose and take the parts of black culture you right. like and then be like, "Fuck back black people. Fuck right. Trey. You know Trayvon. But I, I'm gonna bump Tupac on the way to work. Like, no, it doesn't work like that. This and is, this, if you really love, sorry, JB, this is my last. He's point gonna read us a weather report off Twitter. <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> I am. But you Go know, ahead, my, my my feelings is that at this point is that if you really love hip hop, if you're telling me you really love hip hop. Then you got to do what's right by black culture and by black people, mm. and you got to work to whatever you know, whatever extent you can, to really fight the oppression that is happening, recognize and fight the oppression that is happening. Because so, there was a reason why this was that created. That is hip hop. That is hip hop. So right. Drop. Right. Definitely. Exactly. Definitely. Just, I really don't have anything else to say now. Just but um, check it. <laughs> Back in the days when I when I was starting making music, not listening to hip hop, but making music, early '90s, people were around. I, there was all types of people: black, white, Hispanic, so on and so forth. And maybe because it was all of us and we weren't looking at each other as Shice is white and JB is black and 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 um we don't know what DJ, DJ whatchamacallit <laughs> is Hispanic. We we just chilling and making music. We didn't look at it as a race thing. Mm. We looked at it as we're having fun and we're making music and we're doing something that we love doing. You know what I'm saying? I'm playing black devil's advocate here. <laughs> <laughs> because this is this is what happened in the scene here in Albany. But it can sure. be both. Like it can still be fun, and you're you know, and and you're, you're experiencing it and making this art. But at its core, recognize this etymology. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Core, oh yeah. You know. Yeah, definitely. But you know, again. Early 90s 91, 92 People just getting out of high school Or still in high school Still in high school um, And we're all coming together Meeting at Rodimus' house To to create music 
Say Radman. Rad. DJ Rad. Creating music. We not looking at each other like it's race. Yeah. We just having you're fun. You're not thinking about. We're not like, thinking about. Like, it. But when you look back on it ten years later, you're like, you know what? Mm-hmm. This was a moment in history for five one eight music. But also, let's see what these same artists are doing now. Mm-hmm. And if and if I can't talk to Dez or talk to Shice or talk to Sev, and they've grown musically and they're respecting the hip hop culture and black culture then I'm not fucking with them well that's where the trend thing that Shice comes right. into play because after five years it's not a trend you need to if, you, if you're five years doing a trend it's no longer a trend, trend. Like you should know more about it right. than I tried this out for one summer right. and now I'm done with it so yeah so and, and I like agree. Shice was saying earlier you I'm know there has Matthew's been <laughs> there has been many many that have come and gone, and gone. Yep. come and gone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're like what, what happened to what happened to this person right. They don't rap. They they making rock music. Who's going to take the weight? Right. And I've always noticed, like, as because even within hip hop, obviously the trends change as far as you know mass media or whatever what they see on TV. So the same guys in you know early '90s that were rapping like I was or like Jay We was, you know, a little bit more harder, uh, not so like mainstreamish. The second things started going really mainstream, they're right on it. You know what I mean? And that was something that I felt like I was I would be doing a disservice to the culture of it if I went that way you mm-hmm. know what I mean like that's why I turned down a lot of deals because I never wanted to make that music that's not what I thought hip hop music that's not what I thought the black culture as far as hip hop goes was really about you know right. I thought that was this really watered down business thing like that was a business of yeah 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 so I yeah. never I, you know and I, I spent a long time uh, wrestling with myself over it you know what I mean but I, at the end of the day I'm very happy and I'm proud of myself that I never Mm-hmm. I never played the trend role You know what I mean Definitely Your mic Your is mic off. is off <laughs> Oh whoops hello. Oh, There it is Damn uh, So yeah So it's uh, Yeah it's getting late I guess we'll wrap it up uh, we, Don't worry guys We'll get to bicycles next week uh, If you uh, are listening to us And <laughs> haven't subscribed to our podcast Please do that uh, oh, we're, we're, oh I wonder where we're going to take us out to Bicycle? No let's say no, that's what I'm we're going to talk about Nah that's next week Shice yeah. I'm going to take out some shice uh, So yeah At Beach Radio Follow us on iTunes Subscribe to our podcast And tell other people to check it out Because our podcast Word. has been booming and uh, we are next week is going to be our 49th right 49th, 49th show oh is and it the yep. following week 50 so oh, we have some shit. some cool uh, like anniversaries coming up so we'll have something special in store for Woo-hoo. both of those shows so yeah. uh, definitely keep it locked thanks for tuning in um, this is Masai signing off we appreciate everyone that listens in and tunes in you Word. guys are awesome this is JB and I'm out except for Matt Murray <laughs> <laughs> Nate the Great I'm out Steve I'm out I'm out. Yo, this Saturday, Nate the Great <laughs> is going to be DJing Word. Electric City Couture. Yeah. Fashion show, that's right. The fashion yep. show at yep. the Universal. Universal Preservation Hall, yep. UPH. Yep. And then the in after Saratoga. party in Saratoga. And yeah. then the after party, which is always a banger, is going to be at Embassy Suites, also in Saratoga, Word. right in their downstairs lounge. I'm going to DJ that. You're it's rocking be a that, lot of right, fun. True. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to, Beach Out's going to be with the uppities. 
Um, one, one quick thing. I'm sorry. To, yes. I, I had a thing that uh, Sophia from uh, Capillary Against Mass Incarceration and Citizen Action asked me to share. Uh, there's a community school community meeting uh, that's going to happen at the Albany Housing Authority on 200 South Pearl Street, Albany, April 26, 6 to 8. These things are really cool. Basically, uh, if you are a parent in the community, you can meet with uh, other uh, teachers and uh, uh, advocates for youth, and they help you kind of interact with administrators in the school. And the, the purpose is to try to get low-income uh, and people of color more engaged with the uh, with the student body, not the student body, with the academic body, so that they can interact with teachers and professors and uh, and administrators, and not have the kids get left behind. This is now the third one they've done. Uh, it's really successful. There's right. childcare, there's snacks, and it's a good way. It's like Ooh, if snacks. my kid's getting in trouble in school and the teacher's not working with me, how can I uh, how can I work with the system and try to uh, do what's best for my kids? So again, that's April 26th. Uh, we'll tweet out tweet out that information. Uh, it's going to be six to eight six to eight. PM at the Albany Housing Authority, 200 South Pearl Street, and that's it. Kaboom. Oh, wait. Word. How oh. can you throw a hip-hop, a free hip-hop concert in the Capital Region? Does somebody ask how we can do that? No. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, you just want to know? How can you throw a free hip-hop concert, hip-hop for human rights, in the Capital Region, and we don't know about it? Oh, oh there yeah. Was, yeah. There, was, there a, was a show, and like Corey's like, yo, do you know that there was people yeah. rapping I just, in I front of the Alfred E. Smith today. building today? I'm like, what, really? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Did, is, that, is that your impression of her? Pretty crappy impression. Yeah, so it was, yeah. it was like a free hip hop show and it was like hip hop human rights. I got the invite today and I thought it was like coming up and then I yeah, see pictures today. posting pictures yeah. of it. I'm like, oh crazy. How did they yeah. not like, oh, yeah, that seemed yeah, that seems absurd. That, good promo. that we wouldn't get reached out to means they didn't even like Google the city and be like, All you have right. to do is type in like Albany hip hop human rights and we probably would be the first thing to first come up. Was like um Peter Guns and like yeah. a couple of bigger names My involved song. with this. Yeah, Peter Guns was there. Uh, who was it? Slay. K. Slay was there. Yeah, yeah, they were all there, and none of us knew about it until after they were done performing. I don't yep. know, yeah, much. I don't know. Somebody dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, that was a yeah. ball drop. It happens. Whatever. Cool. There'll be there'll be other shows. That was okay. a ball. Like, that was a New Year's Eve ball drop. All right. Yeah. All right. Guys, this time we're we're, right, we're, we're out for real. Right. Now we're, I can say boop. True Master out. Yep. Save, <laughs> save the whales. Thank okay. You. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good evening, my fellow Americans. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizen can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals. So that security and liberty may prosper yeah. together. Yeah. Your senility slipping if you thinking Hillary Clinton really befitting of a leader. This ain't silly suspicion. It's federal investigation. How she even campaigning? The whole damn nation distracted, ranting and raving. Has an alleged criminal allowed to run for office? It's lawless. I hear her raucous voice at every caucus. The average citizen ignores this. Four-fifths of these poor kids too busy watching pop sports and porn flicks. Lost up in the thought of getting caught up in a mortgage. Trump don't know shit about how the working class poor lives. Him and Palin smiling, wildin', tanked up. I see her economy in four years filing bankrolls. Say, can you see by the SWAT team spotlights? They claim that you're free. In reality, you don't got rights. Cops lost their minds, tap phones, drones, and FEMA. A second civil war, that'll make you a believer. Oh, say, can you see by the SWAT team spotlights? They claim 
claim that you're free in reality you don't got rights cops lost their minds tap phones drones and female when they start martial law that'll make you a believer how control speak for you with his tongue on a banker's nuts he's an uppity rich bigot to wig his stank enough pouty mouth every word he say shrouded in doubt we should treat him like a dog that's not allowed in a house since clinton been found out bill ain't never out and about he's dicking chicks down shit eating grin on his mouth hillary's dodging charges like some john Gotti chick it's obvious i'm about to get on my illuminati shit the nonsense the media be feeding your subconscious the best thing you can do for your freedom is stay honest experience is granted and the healing is learned if you feeling like i'm feeling then you feeling the burn i'm feeling free energy being the reason wheels turn and our corrupt voting system is the realest concern the three most useless people that ever been are internet trolls politicians and weathermen oh say can you see by the swat team spotlights they claim that you free in reality you don't got rights cops lost their minds tap phones drones and fema a second civil war that'll make you a believer oh say can you see by the swat team spotlights they claim that you free in reality you don't got rights cops lost their minds tap phones drones and fema when they start martial law that'll make you a believer Bernie's words is being heard by herds of little sheep that were asleep and now they see it's absurd and we're not weak they want peace and vibrational harmony not feeling like success is subject to our national economy a rational dichotomy between cash and honesty cops on a body and spree the practice of misogyny ever since a kid this society has been odd to me insanity it's like i need a countrywide lobotomy gotta be because it's run by money hungry godless folks i vote we take a vote to change the voting process hope is dope faith and self-empowerment is better i don't debate on facebook so i wrote it down in a letter the letter is in rhyme form time sworn to test you edison is not the father of electricity it's tesla a president's a puppet not an enemy word to kennedy there's a remedy a spark it all starts with free energy clean water free health and education more time inside our mind that's more time in meditation find a better you and we'll find a better nation they put us in sedation but now's when we awaken oh say can you see by the swat team spotlights they claim that you're free in reality you don't got rights cops lost their minds tap phones drones and fema a second civil war that'll make you a believer oh say can you see by the swat team spotlights they claim that you're free in reality you don't got rights cops lost their minds tap phones drones and fema when they start martial law that'll make you a believer in the councils of government we must guard against any acquisition of unwarranted influence whether sought or unsought by the military industrial complex the potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists exists and will persist and will persist we must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic process be shy.